You never heard that? Cut. You never saw that? That's creepy oh. shit. It's hilarious. Oh, we're recording now. Elena, don't say the N-word. <laughs> or do. It's your fucking funeral, you racist. <laughs> It'll get us more listens. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to inadvertently be the darling of the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it. I've said it time and time, time and time again. I've said it. Controversy gets clicks. Controversy creates cash. It's an Eric Bischoff book, actually. Oh, really? sh- well, I mean, shit. He's every, not wrong. Every time I come up with something cool, someone already wrote a book, or they do a little bit after I do it, and then yeah. I get real mad. Yeah, that was his whole. He uh, he ran the World Championship Wrestling in the late '90s, and he's the one that had the idea to turn Hulk Hogan into a bad guy. That's a because if you idea. remember Hulk Hogan was always a good guy. At the, at but the end of the show, moves. Hogan must pose. Hogan would flex, right. but he always used heel moves. Yeah, he, he always did. ripped his shirt off, and then he would choke his opponent, who was the bad guy, with his shirt. And, and he would, sometimes he would rake the back. And poke him in the eye. Poke him in the eye. Yeah. Those are bad guy moves, yeah. but they weren't bad guy moves when fucking Hulk goddamn Hogan did them. <laughs> that was just, they were just strategic advantages. Yeah. You're using all the tools. You have all the tools in your toolbox. Like, if you're a plumber and you got the wrench... I'm imagining. I feel like I'm cheating if I use a wrench. I'm going to try to get this pipe off of here with my bare goddamn hands. It's not good. No, you use all the fucking tools. I imagine Hulk Hogan's toolbox. This has been my TED talk. A good, a good comparison would be one giant hammer and one giant fucking screwdriver. That's it. This is all that Hulk Hogan has. I'm I'm here to fix your sink, brother. I'm going to hammer it into submission. (laughs) You just hear bang, 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 bang. Then you're. Oh shit, brother! Like <laughs> oh shit, dude! Oh no, dude! Oh, and Andre the Giant's with him. You're broken, Hulk. You're broken. And then Bobby Heenan's like, "See, he breaks. He breaks everything." I don't do a very good Bobby Heenan. It's decent, but I do a good match. Yeah, dude, you, you broke it. Mm-hmm. You broke it. That's almost fucking Fed Smoker. It is. It is close to you. Broke it. Uh, you you broke the Proto, 80s, buddy. Uh, wrestling character cartoon what is it there was a cartoon in the 80s that had like yeah Hulk Hogan's uh, rock and wrestling is that what it was you're goddamn right and they would do things like they're in the in a plane and their plane crashes and lands on a yeah. island that's nothing and but then there's the glow trotters <laughs> no, oh yeah the glow ladies were there yeah. and they were being attacked by like lions or something so Hulk Hogan has to wrestle the the lions the thing about it was to save the women wrestling uh, in his head he actually thought he could do that well, Hulk Hogan could do that. He did. You gonna sit here and tell me, lions, dude? When you were a kid, you didn't believe Hulk Hogan could do everything. I didn't like Hulk Hogan. You shut your it. mouth and you shut your mouth. I was right around now, here. I was like Ric Flair. I was a Ric Flair. No, I was a Road Warriors fan. Yeah, I was. A you know what? Giant Road Warriors. I was fan. a bigger. I was a bigger Rick, Road Warriors fan. And I hated uh, Ric Flair. The Rock and Roll Express. I hated man. the Four Horsemen. I love because we only got the WWF once a month. Right. We get Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean the or what is it the Friday Saturday Night's main event? Yes, we get it once a month, maybe once every couple months because we didn't have USA on our cable system. I'd actually get pissed because I like Saturday Night Live, and sometimes they would run it in place of it. Yeah, well, they would run it when and whenever Saturday Night Live was doing a rerun, they right. would just I'm like, what the fuck is Saturday Night's main event? What the f- it was fucking amazing. Like, that's yep. where they that's that's where they debuted the uh, the two referees that were the. The million dollar man paid to have this referee look like, and they were actually twins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great fucking angle when you're eight years old. I was like, "What the fuck, this Dad? Is, this is blew my mind." <laughs> my dad would call me a faggot, and it was great. We had a good time. My dad, we had fun. My dad despised wrestling. Your dad would call me a faggot too, probably. I don't care. Fuck your dad. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I want to have sex with your dad. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a threesome with with uh, your dad and, uh-huh. Don- and Donald Trump. I can't oh. get so hard. Oh my god. I want to meet that dad. <laughs> Let's talk about your dad. Hours <laughs> <laughs> in the corner, drinking from the punch. Yeah, you were in the kitchen. No need to complicate it. I had fallen in love. I like this song. With you, Camp. so underrated. C A A M P. Something fitting good. up like my it. One of their other songs mentions West Virginia, so they're okay in my book. They get the thumbs up. I think they mentioned it in a positive way. I don't remember. Doubtful. I think they just said they were driving through, which is kind of what people do. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Robert C. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Driving for those interstates. I got pulled over by a fake cop, and he tried to fuck me. True story. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Shwemo is I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll of the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash. Episode two hundred. Episode. Calm God down. damn it. Calm down. We'll get there. Get your shit together. I just, I rehearsed this, you know. I, I rehearse here <laughs> for hours. You know, you guys know how I spend hours writing a script. Yeah, we have a script. We have a script right in front of us. And it's a fucking right. tome. It's, you, a, it, it, it's a, you can hear the it. fucking papers rustling. This is like Ackroyd's fucking Blues Brothers. Jesus Jesus it's 350 Christ. fucking pages. It's Seinfeld, but in I'm starting, I'm starting all over. I'm starting all over. Let's, I'm going to edit that out. Nobody's ever going to know what happened. Okay. <sighs> Now you got to remember to ask what this is. All right. Gee, Dutch, what is this? Oh, this is a band called Camp, C-A-A-M-P. They sure do sound neat. They sound neat. Drinking from the punch. Don't they mention West Virginia They mentioned West Virginia in one of their other songs. Of course they did. Was it in a good way or a bad way? Yeah, I don't remember. Nice. I just kind of blank out. Yeah, they kind of maybe uh, They're like dro- dro- they, drove through. They drove through. Or something. This conversation. Thanks, Robert Seabird. This conversation feels so organic. And then they went through uh, Gully Bridge. Yeah. They got pulled over. Yeah. And the cop tried to fuck them. Who was, those, who was the cop that tried to fuck them? The Whipkeys. The Whipkeys. They they, they <laughs> They, they, they were airtight the with the whip keys. The Morgans they were airtight, one in the butt, one in the mouth. The Morgans and the whip keys were like, were like the Earps and the fucking... Oh, yeah? Whatchamacallit. The uh, Hatfields and McCoys? Yeah. Let's keep stay with West Virginia references here. <laughs> <clears throat> Shwamo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the Sultan of Slits, the godfather of gash. <laughs> Belchfest, episode 253 of Pillow Fort Radio, slash... The Don Blankenship experience. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. It's Friday night. Meow, 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 meow. Fuck yeah, dude. Get excited. B. Excited. B. E. Excited. B. Excited. I am. B. E. Excited. You fucking piece of shit. As always, I'm joined by the White Samoan, the Sentient Mountain. First black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Cannonwall River. Of course, that is old Chucky Vader sax over there. I am Take a shirt off. And as always, the, G- the ginger jester, Kid Crimson. 
the. <laughs> He's waving. <laughs> uh, also, I forgot the, uh, the America's favorite interspecies couple. You reminded okay. me of that one earlier, there, John. <laughs> Interdimensional too, because they travel through space and time. They have that that uh, thing that Trump has. What brought that up? I don't remember. <laughs> well, you're a ginger, so you're not human. You're not technically human. I mean, we tolerate soul, you know, right? Homo sapien crimsonis. <laughs> Homo crimsonis, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to Hell like. Yeah. I, I always liked you know putting gingers up on stage and taking their clothes off and like pointing at the, you know pointing at their genitalia and stuff like look, that. Look, it's red. Yeah, look, look at it. Look at. Funny him. thing about gingers is two of them can't mate. The curtains, the curtains match the drapes. This is so, don't know so crazy. <laughs> it really is it's like true. that. Look how pale he is. Then you take his pecker and you stretch <laughs> it out. Freckles on it. Weird. <laughs> look, how, yes. look, look how white. Mostly meatus. Mostly meatus. <laughs> Huge meatus. Big hole. It's like a, it's like a straw. And of course, Elena's here as well. It's Aaron's beard. Did Bub pee on my curtains? Yes. I don't blame him. I pee on him too. <laughs> He's trying to get out. <laughs> that was weird, though. The Baroness like... of Breasticles, Elena, is here. Yo. And of course, the Laurel Creek's most dangerous man. The. What is. What's. The High Priest of the Holler. <laughs> <laughs> the Master of John Jitsu. <laughs> The Prime Minister of the Peanut Butter Sandwich. The Prime Minister of Peanut Butter Sandwich Mashing. Yeah. The Farmer John Fisty. Farmer John Fisty. I forgot about that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a great one. I'm glad I came up with that one. I didn't come up with Chucky Vader sacks. The What's something that starts with an S? Like a high, like a... Sultan? The Sultan of Starvation. Yeah. Because he likes to periodically starve himself. The Dauphin of Fasting. The Dauphin of Fasting, yes. The Dat fan of fasting. Remember Dat fan on uh, um, uh, Last Comic Standing? No. He like won Last Comic Standing. Everybody's like, really? Nah, I didn't watch okay. that shit. John Morgan's here. The uh, world's greatest claw machinist. Episode 253. That's We're over a quarter thousand, folks. We're on our way to a thousand episodes. If we just do five episodes a day for 200 days... I'm not sure about the math. Maybe somebody could, could get correct. Andrew Yang here. <laughs> well, that was, he's so that fucking be, good at math. Would, he's not good at winning presidential elections. He certainly That is. would get us up to uh, 1,200 and some. Uh, yeah. We're rounding up. We're rounding. Let's round it down. What Should we figure out what exactly what we need to get to 1,000 episodes over over 50 days? If we, How many podcasts we'd have to record a day? What episode are we on? Again? 253. 253. And we need to get to 1,000. Let's spend an hour on this. Let's really dig in. <laughs> Where's our PowerPoint? Yeah. We need 747. 747. And, and, how, and what 50 time frame? Days. 50 days. Yeah, that's weird. I couldn't figure that out. So you just divide uh, that by 50, right? Yeah. Divide it by 50. Well, that seems overly simple. Uh, 14. <laughs> 14.94 episodes so per day. 15 episodes a day. So, yeah, we do 15 episodes a day. We'll be at 101 probably. 
How did you know how to do that, Aaron? I thought, you went to a re- I thought you went to a retard Christian school. I did go to a retard Christian school. <laughs> I learned all of my things in the real world, son. <laughs> <laughs> where, you, mean, you mean where people stop bo- being polite and so, start being real? So what you're telling me is, what you're telling me is you didn't need to go to public schools to learn how to do that. Yeah. Holy That's just a smokes. whole lot of words. Oh, God. Here goes John with Oh, this. no. <laughs> Holy smokes. Hey, John, have you heard he they're going to put, put up statues? On, the, <laughs> on some of these new schools they're building, they're putting up statues in Nichols County. Are they made of bronze? Of me. <laughs> Mediocre football player, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, one of me. That'd be great. Hilarious. I need to die in a tragic way. I need to get just famous enough and then die in a tragic way, and they'll like dedicate the field to me, and they'll touch my groin as they walk out to, to play a game. You've, you've really they thought about your this. butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Man, I wrote the script this week. It's fucking killing. That was an ad lib right there. I got you. I love a little bit of ad libbing. <laughs> I see there in the script. Uh, Leave room for ad-libbing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, even, I even wrote one of my ad-libs here, the one I'm doing right now. Yeah. No, those are mad-libs. You're actually yeah. doing mad-libs. I'm, I'm literally doing mad-libs. Yeah. <laughs> the scripts are mad-libs. Remember those? I do remember would, mad-libs. It'll always be butt or fart or something. Or the N-word. Yeah. We grew up in If Elena was playing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. She is racist. <laughs> You know what? A lot of most racists never had braces. Racist, racist is the new woke. <laughs> That's your title right there. <laughs> it might be. It might be the name of the, the fucking show from now on. <laughs> racist is the new woke. <laughs> I mean, eventually, you know, it's going to end up back there. It's yeah. going to have to come back to full that. circle. Well, it kind of is because the woke people are kind of racist against oh, us that's, honkies. That's actually true. It's actually one hundred percent true. Honkies, it's the best slur. against us honkies. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, not the, it's a bad. It's a bad slur. It's a great it's slur. Never bothered me. It's nothing. Nothing. So anybody much. call me a cracker. Call me a honky. Call me a white bread milk toast. I'm just saying other ethnicities need to get more creative with white people slurs. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. sound hilarious. No, no, white people need to get. More offended by these slurs. Maybe. We, we need to. I can't. I just giggle. I we, can't. We have it. to give. We have to give the terms Honky, more power. So great. Oh, I'm. So, yeah. Call me whatever you want, but I know my dad. So thank you. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My dad went out to get cigarettes many times. Came back every single one. <laughs> thank you very much. So was he an Asian man? Then, he was or? not. He was not a secret Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> you, don't my, look, you don't look. My old. dad would pick up his cigarettes on the way home from work, if you can believe it. You then, look, then their heads explode. <laughs> so you, you you look decidedly not half Asian. I'm not half Asian. Huh. My dad was not a secret Asian. Man. <laughs> I think that was more racist than I intended it to sound. <laughs> but it was also funny. Was it more funny than it was racist? It, well, I don't know. <laughs> You're I, laughing pretty I was, hard. I was giving you the Stewie. I was like, <laughs> "You're laughing pretty hard, though." So I laughed pretty hard. Cancel me for that super one. Super racist. No. <laughs> <laughs> we. Well, uh, I think that's the difference. Is that we can. Uh, a joke's a joke, you know. Uh, yeah, my dad's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Fail. Uh, way to not live. <laughs> It's his corpse is embalmed in a in a casket in fucking Cedar Grove or somewhere. What is that place called? Or is he up in uh, Anstead? He's not in Anstead. 
That's you, a nice cemetery. The Anstead Cemetery. Are we fucking logs? Yelp reviewing cemeteries now? Yes, we are. Fucking dope. That one wins <laughs> every time. That is a nice the one. one Don't overlook a pond. It, uh, well, it's like one of the most beautiful. It, it's like an Anstead. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's up. like uh, it's where Mama and Papa are buried. And that's where um, Papa's buried. Oh, all that helps. <laughs> where is it? No, it's it's uh it's outside of Anstead. Like you go through through the town, and then you're on your way to. So it's in like Victor or Hopewell. Hopewell, yeah. It's a uh, it's just a beautiful piece of land. <coughs> I mean, it's like it's almost like if you've ever been through a really nice part of Lockwood, you know. The, the, all those areas going up towards Summersville are just gorgeous. It's the most beautiful, really beautiful places, you know. With all the trailers beside the road. No, I'm not talking about the shithole parts. We actually, me and mom were coming back from Oak, uh, went through Mossy the other day. Holy balls. What a piece of shit place. I mean, it's, yes, it's terrible. Mousy. 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 20 mile. It's a, it's a crawling. It's a fucking coal camp. I, I mean, used to it's love just, driving through there, though. I would always like try to beat my times every time I was <laughs> Well, it's not like you're going to hang around. You know? No, don't hang around a mossy. What are you going to do? Go to the go mart? Get raped? The there's there's not even a go mart. No, there's, there's like the no. old. There's store. an Exxon. Go to right. the, the general store. Yeah, it's like it's one of the. It's a, it was a coal town. You can tell because it had a general store in the center of it, and then most of the houses are old coal camp houses. You go there and you could rent generals. Hmm. Exactly, they, they would order you around. Hmm. Give you insurance. You know, you know, I didn't write that part of the script. <laughs> Somebody tried to sneak a joke in there on me. I know. It was Aaron. They don't no, all I don't land. know how to read. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> but I did find out something great. All gingers are illiterate. Huh? Yeah. All oh. Aaron and his phone, he made the mistake of leaving his phone in the uh, common area at work, and his dad called him. And the guy we work with looked at it and says, his, his dad is daddy in his phone. <laughs> I've always referred to my dad as daddy. Sure. Wow, so you're cursed at work now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it became a 20-minute riffing sesh about how him and his dad fuck. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I joined in. I actually led you, it. You led, I was I led say, it. You I'm led, glad, no, yeah, you led the charge. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the other guy's not too sure how far he can go, but I, I let him know. Oh, you can go I as far as you I love the other guy. Like, are you not going to get mad? He's asking, dude. It takes a, a lot. To, to really well, he's been around me for long enough that you can pretty you can fist him in his ass. He's, <laughs> yeah. hey, man. Come on, guys. It's Thursday. <laughs> Found out a new word today because I made the mistake of reading an article from the Huff Post. Ooh. And the new word is infinifat. What is that? What is that? Well, let me tell you. Um, I'm trying to find like an actual definition. Uh, there's not really. Let me, let me look. It's people that are embracing that they're never going to be skinny, and that's great. But there, should you try to get as fat as you possibly can? That's no, what I'm wondering. You should try to be as healthy as possible. I mean, I think shame on you. Am I shaming now? Apparently, <laughs> it's fucking. Idiots. It's like what Tess Holiday is that? Their, is that her name? That the uh, big uh, model lady. She's pretty, yeah, but she's all right. I she's definitely. The... She's just unhealthy. You know, it's just not shaming. Is the new tolerance? Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is this is what they're 
thinking it could be the definition. Extremely fat beyond death fat, a category of fatness used by overweight people to help reclaim the word fat from fat shamers. So they're just to like, reclaim from fat shamers. Yeah, What's the word again? Infinifat. Like that sounds worse than being called just fat. But they're, they're calling themselves that now. Infinifat. You know, that's basically, if, that's basically just your way of saying. Um, I give up. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah. I would hate that. I would. I would hate to just be resigned. Well, I read an article from HuffPost, and this woman says she's in Finifat, and like she's she said, I've tried dieting. The lightest I've been in my adult life was three hundred twenty-five pounds. That's what Jesus. she said. Maybe and just put down the fucking bread for a few months. She said she got got down to three twenty-five from three seven from three eighty-five or something. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, that's great. It is. And then she didn't like how people were telling her that she looked better, and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, that's the should point. we should I read There's the no entire article? No, uh, yes, I think we I got think the so. gist of it. I think you should read them. Uh, sometimes we have fun whenever I read the entire article. I haven't done it in a long time, though. Okay, like, the article is HuffPost. This is what uh, life is really like when you weigh over four hundred pounds. And she that starts out. I am an I am an infinifat person. I prefer this term than the mean, medically meaningless and offensive morbidly obese. Most would use to describe my body. At almost 44, I've sp- I have spent nearly three decades weighing over 300 pounds. My lowest adult weight was 325 in June of 2000. It took extreme food restri- restriction plus a lot of walking. I lived in New York City. <laughs> uh, to get me to that number from a starting point at 380 pounds, roughly 18 months earlier. I lost 130 pounds in a year and two months. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Really good. Yeah, it is. It's- not by being that like this. No. Not just by... Uh, okay. Uh, let me pat myself on the back real quick. <laughs> uh, Good job. Uh, Barry Horowitz there. Um, there was a lot of weight cycling, a.k.a. yo-yo dieting during that time. My behaviors were far from healthy, despite my weight loss being lauded by the people who even noticed it. She's so uh, resentful to all As people evidence that yeah. I was uh, working to be healthier. Ha, not so much. I was working to be thin. Well, she's that is a point. Just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. No. Um, I was working to be thin And if you don't think there's a difference You are deeply mistaken Thinness at any cost would not make a person healthy But that's exactly what society wants from fat people In the nine months that followed That one-off sighting of 325 on my scale I gained 75 pounds back I am currently at 445 pounds This was just one example of the many years of dieting Successes I will never be thin And I am so done with being asked Stupid, insulting, ridiculous, invasive questions About life in a fat body As though I am an object of lurid fascination I don't remember getting these questions Nobody ever I, yeah, you, I actually, had the, quote, I actually had the I don't think I was circus fat though no, <laughs> no, I had the opposite ex- experience Growing up in uh, In, in Finifat, Appalachia Yeah, no shit <laughs> I grew up circus. in a Finifat, Appalachia And I was chronically skinny And couldn't put on weight And, and people were like You look like a skeleton You look gross I mean, I got fucking thin shamed no Into the dirt Yeah and I, I you know what I mean? My brother and, going through that too. And I never like felt compelled to like write an article about how I'm oppressed or something. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was just like, okay, you're wrong. It's like I'm just skinny. I mean, power to if she's comfortable, then that's awesome. I can tell you, she's not. If she she's was comfortable, exactly. she wouldn't have wrote. She wouldn't have wrote the article. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think you have to have the motivation to want to be healthier and not to be skinny. There's a difference. I think it's important for fat people to speak their piece and say, look, 
this is, I'm just accepted that this is how I am and I don't want to be, you know, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. But that's a reasonable here's, here's, request. Here's the thing about this. And as I read further, you're going to realize this is a cunt. Oh, sh- I knew she was a cunt. Oh, boy. Yeah. Fat. Like, get the oh, fuck out of here. Is it a hard R cunt? Oh, it's a cunt with a hard R. <laughs> it's two R's. It's an R at the beginning and an R at the end. Oh, shit. With the upside down exclamation point and the right side up exclamation point. Ooh. We're going two languages. <laughs> There's a click in front of it. <laughs> that's inter- uh, that's intersectional right there. Uh, hey, we are the most woke podcast out there. I don't know if you guys have heard. Since racism is in the woke. In an attempt to shame shame me into a smaller body, I've been told that I'll drop dead from a heart attack at any any moment now. I've been hearing that since I was 15. Bodies that look like mine are apparently a bigger threat than even terrorism. <laughs> what? Do they think we'll all explode? I say this with a, with a certain amount of laughter mixed with derision, but it's also incredibly alarming to know that the Surgeon General of the United States would also make such a statement. I mean... I watched my 600-pound uh, life. It It is nauseating, like, seeing how, what these people... But, okay, this ties into, I was watching, it was a good documentary called Man vs. Snake. It's about somebody going for a billion points on Nibbler, which is this fucking video game. Let me just finish. And Aaron's, Aaron's, did you no, hear he Aaron said, go, oh. It's awesome. I said, I said, um, anyway, all these, they're in Iowa. Iowa's was a great place. The fat belt. You Lots know of I mean? fat folks in Iowa. Lots of good. Everybody. Oh, corn like, fed American fat uh, no, folks. No, unhealthy. Like, Iowa's a lot like West Virginia culturally. Yes, it is. It very much so. <laughs> very much. And, and the, the fact is, I was looking at all these people, and the guy, the main, the, the main protagonist in it, when he was younger, was athletic. He, was, he looked like a football player. was a handsome guy. Now he's heavy, and it shows him like what he's eating, and like, you hungry? Well, let's have mac and cheese. Drink that monster. Here's another Mountain Dew. I'm sitting there. You Quit. shut your mouth Stop. about monster. <laughs> you shut it right no, now. That's fine. Monster's fine. Pretty good. Here, have a swig. I'm just saying... You know, they're drinking it like it's a, a, an actual beverage. Like, it, it's going yeah. to quench your thirst. No. No. And then Mountain Dew's like, I'm thirsty. Well, don't drink a fucking Mountain Dew then. You know, I'm sitting there. It's, dude, I, I'm just saying that the, the the reason people get fat is it's not always their fault either. They're sold a bill of goods. This is what you should drink. This is, you know, this is fine to eat. None of it's fine to eat or drink. Nothing. It's garbage. It's, and we all know this, having gone on keto diets and stuff, we've gotten, gotten healthier and lost collective. We probably collectively lost 400 Between pounds Aaron shit. and me, we have lost 250 pounds. Yeah, and I've lost 25. Elena, you've, you've lost 45. 40, so there's, we're going to say between us three, there's 300 pounds. Yeah. You, you've lost 25. 25, so 325. John, you're trying to... You're trying to just maintain, really, aren't you? You're or go down a little bit. I mean, I, I actually have. I, th- I think I did just drop seven pounds in the last three days. Oh, hell yeah! But Choice. I don't know if that'll stay. But um, I'm trying. To, I've been trying to cut weight for about a year and a half with limited success. But that's because I've been. You're building muscle. I've been as well. putting on muscle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're lift weights, you're def- the number on the scale is not going to go down. So. Well, I just. I mean, I'm just, I think my muscles are just getting denser or something. Like, I'm not, it's really weird. Yeah. Are your shirts fitting any different at all? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm, in this area? Um, I mean, so just looking. like shirts, shirts that were, shirts that were tight on me when I was at my fattest, um, are now, now fit me fine. Yeah. Even though I'm at the basically the same when I was at the same weight a little bit ago, you've done a body composition change. Yeah, my body's just 
I'm just I'm just teed up. But anyway, I mean, I just had to get that one. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're uh, told from the day we're like the fucking food pyramids flipped upside down. They put Absolutely. bread at the bottom. We're supposed to, the most the thing we're supposed to have the most is grains. Bread. You shouldn't, oh, you shouldn't eat any of it. You should never eat it. No. I'm starting to think you shouldn't eat vegetables at all. I don't believe, agree with that necessarily. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just starting to think that, dude. Are <laughs> we still doing it? Oh, yeah. How do you feel? Feel fucking amazing. I don't, well, but I don't eat any bread either. Like, well, I mean, I did yesterday. Yesterday was awful. but uh, <laughs> And then there was the day before. No, no. Seriously. <laughs> the only carbs I eat is granola. And then the and the carbs in my peanut butter. That's it. Let me talk so. for a second about what I've eaten for the last three days. Let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> Water. <laughs> H2 the fucking <laughs> up. The silence is a description. Hold on a second. It hurts a now, little bit. Now, now let's back that up. Let's, let's try that again. Let's try that. I'll edit it out. I'll make it sound perfect. Uh, now you uh, do the thing where you say you want to talk about I wanna, uh, what you've been eating for the last couple of days. I, I want to talk about what I've been eating for the last three days. That's right. I've been eating on, on the cricket diet. They're delicious. So good. Are you eating the black, the edit. little black crickets or the big spider crickets? I like, the, the, I like the little black ones. I'm going to add that together. It's going to sound so, so fucking good, you guys. Flawless. People are going to laugh so their asses excited. off. It's going to be so fucking dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck this girl. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. All right, I'll start uh, where Go I left ahead. off. I've been directly told to just kill myself in order to spare the taxpayers the cost of caring Jesus. for me and to Who spare my friends? loved ones. <laughs> 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 Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you guys to go kill yourselves, but it's from a place of love. Uh, To spare my uh, loved ones, assuming anyone could love me, har har. The insult that happened in the comments, that insult happened in the comments on a YouTube video I was in. And if you're thinking, don't read the comments, I urge you to read what the anonymous writer, your fat friend, has to say about it, especially if you're thin. Ugh. And sure, much of the time, this shaming is couched in concern for our health, yet it frequently comes from people who gave proven, who have proven repeatedly that they do not give a damn about the health of someone who looks like me. People who, in fact, are perfectly happy to shatter our physical and mental health to try to make us smaller. Looking at you, Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels had the nerve to say that Lizzo isn't a beautiful, precious flower. I'm so tired of everyone being yeah. obsessed with her. I think um, I don't normally. Do I think this. Lizzo's very talented. I don't normally she do this is. cross. I'm not prone to doing this cross gender in this way, but I'd like to rub a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in that woman's <laughs> face that her mommy made her. <laughs> mommy made her. Yeah, but she'd eat the shit out of that peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she, like, should because her mom makes good PB and J's. Yeah, she get. She all does the on. double decker kind. <laughs> Ooh, oh, shit. hell yeah, brother. That's special occasion. I like the best PB&J. I'm just going to go on record. I put half a fucking <laughs> half a fucking jar of peanut butter on You just cut, you just cut the jar open <laughs> and split it, and then you when? just put two pieces. You're like, I don't eat bread. <laughs> no, it's like when I make one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're like, I, I mean, made this I yesterday. I have years of eating peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> jelly sandwiches. No, this is a fine craft. Yeah. I mean, by this oh. time, I've consumed thousands of PB&Js. We it, picked it, up some whipped peanut butter. Y'all, I'm not. girl, <laughs> I'm not down. I've, I've tried it. Fuck it's, you. It's, it's, it's texture. Whipped peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah, it's just whipped. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to fuck daddy. <laughs> God damn it! It's so important for voices like mine to have an outlet. 
Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's important for me to have an outlet. So- Get off YouTube. Like, I'm sorry if you're insecure and like any affront. Don't get on YouTube. Don't post it on YouTube. Like, what do you think people are doing? It's so important for voices like mine to have an outlet. The shame is constant. Oh. It comes from everywhere. Family, friends, the nightly news, doctors. <laughs> what doctors? is she screaming? <laughs> How dare a doctor talk about health? Do their fucking job. <laughs> You're doing great. See, I told you this was a good idea. Uh, <sighs> trolls on the internet. People with powerful platforms like Oprah. Yes, even she's claiming healthy to be the new skinny as she shills for Weight Watchers. Hey, Weight Watchers is probably good. I've heard a lot Weight of people. Weight Watchers yeah. works. It works. good. It's basically like eat less shit and eat yeah, just yeah. like if you, if you have a sweet tooth, eat a piece of and fruit. it's like a support yeah, group. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like what, it's kind of like what we do, but bigger. Yeah, it's great. And probably makes more probably healthier. They probably make more sense. They don't uh, shame each other to their faces and bully each other and take mean angry selfies and call they each other bad names. They do that behind each other's yeah. back, <laughs> like Americans, and they don't write bullshit articles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the shame is without equivocation harming me and those who, like me, live in very fat bodies. These are our homes. Does anyone really <laughs> think it's healthy to be told over and over again that you're essentially on the verge of death every moment of every day? But you are. It's not healthy, but it fucking works. It fuck like eventually. It eventually, it's going to stick with this lady. But I don't believe that people are telling her this every second of every day. They're not. Like, is she triggered by everything? She's Probably. like, oh, I see a commercial with a skinny girl. I'm offended. It's essentially, yeah. In early 2007, I thought about starting another diet, but I just couldn't do it anymore. Instead, with the help of an eating disorder therapist, I embraced intuitive eating, an eating plan that is based on what your body intuitively knows is good for you. Uh, I am. Does a sh- she intuitively know what's good for her? She's 425 pounds. Yeah, Twinkies are on the fifth. Twinkies are on the list, honey. I think she needs to go to China. Like learn to speak China. Chinese. China. Learn to speak Chinese. China. 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 Learn, learn, <laughs> learn to speak Chinese. Yeah. Go live in China. Hang out in China for a month, and let her get a taste of that level of fat shaming. Because there are no fat people in China, yeah. and they'll, they'll shame, be like, "Oh, look at this!" They will shame what the, the fuck, is fuck this? out of you. <laughs> yeah, there, they, there are a few bear bellies in China. There are. Yeah, because they, they do like to get sauced. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> More than the Japanese. <laughs> Uh, the Japanese probably a little bit more. Yeah, they, I'm just saying. Yeah, go to another culture and that's, that's, and also see the mainlanders shitting in the streets in China. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's less. You know what I mean? Or or Hispanic culture. There there aren't. Uh, you know, a lot of Hispanic countries there are not. They'd be like mucha gorda. They'd be like, yeah, you're, well, you're, well, fat, you're fat as fuck. Well, the thing about well, no, with they wouldn't say Rubenesque. I can tell you that well, t- Latino <laughs> cultures like the women are thicker. Like yeah. the women are, but with two C's. But they're not. not but they're not really heavy, you know. It's maybe, just, maybe Mexico. Not, not so much. No, not so like much on the whole. They hit a certain age though, and then they just become really fat and old all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah they're hot, and then they turn thirty, and then, <laughs> yeah. then all of a sudden they're grandmother. But you know what? But you know, <laughs> but you know what they call those women? Gordo. Yeah, gorda. and they don't get it. They're they're like yes, gordita. Estoy, estoy, estoy gordo. They're not like oh, gordo hurt my feeling. No, they just say. Yes, I'm fat. I'm dreading what's going to happen to Dominican. That's no. that's just they just speak directly about it. It's not like you know because she's going to oh she's going to she, hit a wall. She's son. a hot already. So yeah. it's going oh, to be rough. Okay, where was I? God, it's going to be rough on me. I'm, I embrace intuitive eating an eating plan based on what your body intuitively knows is good for it. I am ashamed to say that if if that therapist had looked like me, I doubt I would have trusted her. But she was thin, and she was telling me it was okay that I wasn't. That it was okay to love myself just the way that I was. I wish I hadn't taken validation from a person who had never been fat to get me to realize this. Like she wishes it didn't take 
validation from the, someone. Okay. She's going around I, and I, I don't know if I can sit through the rest of this. You're going to sit through the rest We're of this. We're here. <laughs> We're in this. We've made a commitment. This is in the script. Leave me out of it. I will leave you in. I will leave you in. <laughs> let, to let everybody know, Dominican Poison is now uh, a cam chick. Hell yeah. And Are she's got a lot of cam videos. Ew. And you know what? <laughs> she's holding up. She's looking fucking good, this old cowboy. Jesus Christ. Guys, we used to talk about Dominican Poison a lot. If you're a new listener, please do up. yourself a favor and go check out Dominican Poison. It. Make sure your women aren't You don't around. get Dominican Poison? I don't get it. What? She's hot. No. She's, she's pretty hot. She's not? She's uh-huh. right up there for me, dude. Really? I'm not what? just talking about her body. I'm talking about her face. She's real pretty, too. What's her face look like? I don't care. her face. <laughs> well, nobody, nobody's paying her on cam to show her face. No. I mean, look at those tits. Like, there, there's so much boob sweat right now. Mm. Like, there's so many issues, and her back is fucked. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, I, yeah but we're not talking about, like, her back. She, or we don't care about her health. Sweat. We're just trying to get a load out here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's maintenance that needs to be done. Where I was mean, I? She can do what she Suddenly, needs. my world. You shut up. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, my world had changed. I was so ready after so many years of hating myself just to feel neutral about my body for once. I know what that's like. It wasn't even that hard for me to embrace it at the time. Um, I took it for granted something that would later come back to haunt me. In 2016, while on vacation with my husband, we've been married for almost 16 years. I'm fat and I am loved, despite hearing for years that no one could possibly love look love me looking like I do. There's fetishists. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> There's a there's a large sample of fetishists that yeah. love fat people. Yeah, yeah, there is. That's a cross section. Yeah, who's who's telling? No one could. It- Lots of people like fat chicks. I'm not even talking about the like in thicker women. I'm talking like fat, like actual yeah. fat. I'm like like, mm. like feeders. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. You know. Like, hey, let me cook you it's another pork It's so fucking it's morbid. So <laughs> morbid. <laughs> you want some more dinner? You want another? You want a so second dinner? You want a third dinner? You want a right. third dessert? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, while on vacation with her husband, <laughs> keep going, John. Who loves her, I just really love that who loves her of a feeder. She fell. She fell. Okay. Oh, the lady, she fell on vacation. Fell. Sorry. We were eating in a very small cafe. People were crowding in the vestibule as they waited for tables to open. I grew increasingly anxious about having to navigate through a crowd, both from the perspective of being somewhat claustrophobic, and because moving my fat body through a crowd is never fun. No, it's not. I know what that's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? I became felt. I became sexy. Hashtag yoga guy. I'm still morbidly <laughs> obese. No, you're not. According to the doctors, well, so old dad. Are you triggered? <laughs> no. I'm when, 60 when's pounds. Your, when's now I'll just shove people out of the way. <laughs> when's your article coming out talking about how you how breast? My you article will just be addressed to this lady. Be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Period. Come on. Uh, somewhat claustrophobic. I don't think mm-hmm. most people um, enjoy trying to push. I don't think most people enjoy trying to push our way through a crowd. I don't think most people... Okay, she left a word out there. It's worse because I dare to take up space by simply existing. See, she thinks that people hate her just because she's well, a tub I mean, of guts. Th- this is, and it's not because she's a tub of guts. It's because she's a, a cunt on top of being to be a tub of guts. Exa- well, and the thing about it is I know plenty of fat people who are okay with who they are and we're okay with who they are and they love themselves and we love them. You know, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But... This is obviously a person who just despises themselves. Yeah, she is, she's, she does not like herself. I mean, 
and all kind. There's a a, a bunch of. But people But she's who, asking for sympathy for it. exactly. Yeah. Like, no, she's asking weird. for sympathy at the same time saying, "Don't give me sympathy. You can't yeah, fucking you can't, win. Yeah. I hated not win with and this. I didn't ask it. Exactly. You know, I was a fat fuck. You know, it, like I'm sorry. Know, like, what I are you sorry for? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my husband sensed my growing anxiety, so we quickly finished lunch and got up to leave the restaurant. And I got me an extra dessert. I, <laughs> I wrecked the dessert cart as we walked by. <laughs> I added that. Um, I had failed to remember the steep step into the building from the sidewalk, and in my haste to get out, I stumbled down it. I held onto the door, foolishly trying to remain upright. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, it, it is bad enough to fall in public. It is worse when you're roughly 520 pounds and wearing a bright <laughs> Kelly green shirt. Boy, she's a, a house right now, son. Does her weight keep going up? As the yeah, yeah. Okay. It, okay. it probably looked like a waterbed falling. <laughs> <laughs> Remember waterbed? Remember yeah. the most the mer- the most woke podcast in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was in shock. It, it's believed I tore my right bicep by holding onto the door. Yeah, gosh, uh, believed. She put in quotes because an MRI or other scans were not an option at my size. I knew this, so I didn't bother to go to the emergency room. When we got home, I had major bruises and my arm hurt like hell. Well, I went to my primary care doctor who advised me to rest my arm for 16 weeks, use ice and take anti-inflammatory drugs. After that, it was still it was after that it was going to be as good as it would get. I still regularly have muscle spasms from even minor movement in that area. Jesus. Learn how to fall. I never grab onto anything when I'm getting ready to fall. Well, now, now <laughs> if you grabbed onto something, you probably hold your weight. Yeah, I'm very strong now. Yeah, it yeah. is kind of a natural. It's a different thing. It is. Between it is. Us I get it. I've seen like pro wrestlers like they forget to let go of the rope when they take a bump, and they'll just tear their bicep. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just a freak thing. And they're a lot of the time they're in shape. Sometimes they're not. Well, one of the reasons they tear their bicep so is because you're they're so tight. Too. No, they're, they're testosterone. So I mean, they're steroids. Like steroids make your muscles stronger. They make your tendons stronger. So oh, your yeah. tearing, tendons tear before muscle will. All right. Sixteen years earlier, while working in a New York City daycare daycare center, I fell on the job. That time, I braced my fall with my left hand. Seriously, don't try to brace a fall unless you're on the side of a mountain or something. I partially dislocated my shoulder. This was an on-the-job injury, meaning workers' compensation had to be involved. It took them five weeks to approve physical therapy. That's kind of shitty. But by then, permanent damage had been done. Ten years later, I somehow managed to dislocate it again in my sleep. This is because you're not doing anything with it. Exactly. Uh, The... the what can I say? I'm so talented. Slings a little joke in there. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. The permanent damage <laughs> means my range of motion in that arm is extremely limited, and it makes further dislocations more likely. I, too, had extremely limited um, movement in my left shoulder from the football and the baseball and stuff. And you know what I did? Yoga. Yoga. I literally stood. Jinx. I stood in one spot for a half hour to an hour a day, sometimes twice a day. For a year and a half, and I made myself better. I right. stood in one fucking spot. People with excuses, man. And I used to do it, too. Yeah. It's sure. like, I, I, it's mean, like I, I intentionally put my joints and arms and limbs in danger, like death wrestling with meathead <laughs> cops who have been wrestling their whole death life, wrestling. and I've never had a serious injury. I've yet to have a serious injury, knock on wood. Well, and I hoist things and hoist, pick up shit that I should not pick up. Yeah, especially at my age. Yeah, and I'm 63 years old. Yeah, I mean, we've told you to slow down. My spine is 80. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and but that's what I choose to do. You know, I would rather get injured that way than be morbidly obese and get injured that way. You know. Yeah, you got to pick mean, your poison. I used to hurt all the time, everywhere, Thanks, and it was because I wasn't taking care of myself. And you know, I still don't really take care of myself all that great. Is he just laying at your feet? <laughs> no, he's licking my hands. But you're not <laughs> writing an article about how you're oppressed for I'm not, not taking care of yourself. Article. I'm not writing an article blaming the go bother hospital for go. not having a having a giant <laughs> MRI. Um, I've written extensively about these injuries and my fear of future health issues going undiagnosed because despite the rampant concern for the health of fat people, we are denied access. We're still denied access to care afforded to other to our thinner peers. These fears were entirely valid as fat people die regularly from diseases that go undiagnosed. For instance, around this same time, my grandmother was being treated for cancer. She had to go. She had to get repeated PET scans. I don't even know what that is. Among other tests. As an infinifat person, these tests are off limits to me. What if I got cancer? Suddenly, I felt trapped. Not my, not by my body so much as by my medical community, that would not provide me access to quality care. And no, that, it's her body that's not providing her. That, yeah, exactly. Like she they, can't. They, they fit, can't, first off, she can't fit in an exactly. MRI machine. That's her fault that she can't get. I mean, I, she's blaming everyone and everything else, but herself. But herself. This is there's ownership that needs to be. No, there are there are genetic things that can make you. Yes, unable, sure. Yes. But, but you can fucking try, bro. Yeah. you can fucking try. Jesus, titty fucking Christ. Not by my body so much as the medical community that would not provide me access to quality care and that would then shame me for my injuries or illnesses that came about as a result of that lack of access. No matter what injury or condition I was struggling with, I knew traditional dining wouldn't help me. It never had, and I always gained back more than I lost. Now, we're about to prove that she hates herself. In March of 2018, I had a vertical sleeve gastrectomy. During that surgery, I roughly 80% of a fat person's stomach is amputated in an effort to make them smaller. That's not why they do it. No, it's not. It's, it's so to make you, you full less. quicker. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is a, the stomach is a muscle. And the more you work it, the more it expands and it gets bigger. So you could <clears throat> eat right through a gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do it. Yep. Right. I've known at least one yep. person that's done it. I know somebody. Huh? You you know one of the guys, the same person that I know, one of my old friends. I don't want to shame him because I think he's doing pretty well now. Um, and while, yes, I was able to re- regain some mobility I'd lost over the years, most of the time, I still wish I hadn't done it. The reality is I'm far less healthy now than I was before. Yeah, because you're not ex- absorbing anything right. that you eat. It just goes straight through. My mental health has suffered as it turns out. Well, no shit. Although we were never warned of this during any of the pre-op counseling, there's a significant increase in mental health issues among patients who undergo bariatric surgery, including self-harm and suicide. Post-op, post-op, you can forget about intuitive eating. I still haven't figured out what intuitive eating. If anybody wants to look that up while I'm reading this, fucking it's probably going to be some it just means, stupid horseshit. Uh, I'll look it up. Thanks, it mean, Elena. It means you you follow your cravings, I guess, to some so degree. So it means just do exactly what you want all the time. Well, I don't know exactly, yeah, but to some to yeah. some degree, I don't know. I I, I haven't. It's, I'm not researched on this term, but I I'm <clears throat> intuiting that it means that I don't like how your body that came up. Like like if you're craving fat, it's probably because you need fat. If you're craving salt, you probably need, you know need a little salt. You know things like that. Yeah, but you have to be in tune to your body, crave not you know. Little Debbie cakes. But yeah, if you're the regular. But if you're, but if you're, <laughs> if you're an addict, if yeah. you're a food addict and your intuition is broken about exactly. what's healthy for yeah. you, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be good. Um, and yeah, that's, I, and that's I, what happens I, with that's literally what it is to be fat. Yeah, your like, your like, your your intuition about what you should be eating is broken. Right. 
like like Elena was saying, I have a big food intuition for Dolly Madison and Little Debbie cupcakes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's what my body needs. It's because Party I was pizzas. a fat fuck who would flip the cupcake upside down and eat it that way and eat the icing as a dessert. As a dessert. <laughs> the fattest <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. The fattest. F- have you ever done that yes. before? Yes. You know what I do? do it. You know what I do when I eat cupcakes? What? Uh, you know how there's the paper wrapper at the bottom and the icing on top? You pop off the top. You peel off the paper wrapper at the bottom. You flip it over. You got a sandwich. Neat. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. I actually saw it on 30 Rock. That's how uh, Liz Lemonade or Cupcakes I've been re-watching that show. (laughs) I was like, fuck yes. (laughs) I haven't eaten. Another trick. Another trick. Go ahead. Oreos. Take a fork. Stick the fork in the cream of the Oreo. Dip it in the milk. My psychopath brother. Bam. There we go. That is good. Intentionally like soak them in milk. And then he would eat it with a spoon. That is oh, tremendous. No, I, would, I would take one. That is tremendous. I, I can't, I I can't do the milk and cookie thing. I can't do it. What? I, I just don't like it. <laughs> get out I'll of my drink house. It. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I told you to get out I of my house. I was on the fence about being friends with you, and now <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I don't, I don't think you were on the fence at all. I could see. I could see if you were if you were saying I don't do the milk and uh, the cookie and almond milk or the cookie yeah, and coconut milk thing. Yeah. But no, it's not full fat organic like, milk. Mm. No, I mean that's what I drink when I'm eating it. Yeah, but you don't you don't, dip, you don't dip. No. Oh, dude. Do, do you take a bite and then take a swig while yes. you're chewing it up? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're still that's it, passable. We're in the same book. We're in the same book. I just don't like the texture. It's not the taste. It's the texture. I don't like a. That's why I don't like cereal. I don't like that. Put taking that. Taking I that. You shove the cereal down. No, in I'm, like two I'm anti-cereal. Yeah, I don't you like. Just pour I don't like soggy cereal. Like I'll eat it dry. I like I'll eat it dry, like with my hands, but putting putting it in milk and letting it get soggy. You know what's beautiful about this? We're really divided on these issues, but we can still come together as family. Yeah. Thank you. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Milk and cookies are the best. <laughs> Quick poll. <laughs> How many servings are in a box of cereal? One. Thank one. you. <laughs> <laughs> she beat me that punch. <laughs> it's one. It is one. There's one serving in the Even box the giant, like the, uh, the giant bag. Oh, the, yeah, the, the bag, multi bag, bag of cereal like is days. the devil. They are the little Debbie of fucking cereals <laughs> because it is so delicious. And it is it a is dollar <laughs> for a metric <laughs> Ton. That's why we're all fat. The fucking fruity state. pebbles. God damn! Yes. I can sit there if they're in the house. They're getting fucking ate. That's happening. So I, like I like to put them on random <laughs> shit. I, I want to tell. I want to tell. Remember the time we put them on pizza? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, probably. We did. I don't remember. I, I have a quick origin story about my disdain for cereal and milk, and I, this is where I think it stems from. Because um, I will eat it, you know. If I'm if somebody, if I'm a guest, and someone says, "Here's cereal for breakfast," and they just gave it to me, I'll be like, okay, and I'll eat it. It's not like, but it, it, I just, I really don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, but it's like, um, so when I was a kid, my mom would eat, you know, have a bowl of cereal late at night, and she'd just like leave the bowl in the sink. Uh, and I remember getting uh, and smelling it. Oh, it's horrible! Uh, and, it's, and it's that factory farmed milk that just doesn't smell yeah, good awful. even when it's fresh. It just smells worse. bad. And, and so, and that's and that's what kind of like started this, this this idea in my head. But beyond that. Um, there's the song um, uh, We built this city dun, We built dun. this city Jeffers On rock and roll When I was a little kid I, Maybe also because of that I used to think That the song lyrics were The milk is shitty <laughs> The milk is shitty And I would sing it And no one ever corrected me That's hilarious That's great When did you realize That, that wasn't right? Uh, 2006 <laughs> He went up to do it at karaoke. <laughs> he saw the words flash across. He's like, holy shit. We I'm built this city. <laughs> I just envisioned a montage. And it's like, oh, the darkness, my old friend. 
it's raining. Uh, <laughs> did we ever find out what intuitive eating is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, head it up. So I, there's like a whole book on it, and there's like ten principles. So the first is respect. Don't take anything personally. <laughs> reject the diet mentality, which I get. Honor your hunger. Keep your body biologically fed with adequate en- energy and carbohydrates. Um, otherwise, you can trigger a primal drive to overeat. Make peace with You don't food. trigger that. I mean, you can, I guess. Aaron, you're a psychologist. Please tell us about it. I was a fatty for a long fucking time. I ate a lot of fucking bread and shit. Hell yeah. Once you get... Once you get like day eight into not eating bread, you're not hungry, dude. No, you're hungry at dinner time. You're hungry at breakfast. I've trained I mean, myself to be hungry at eleven thirty and at seven. Yeah, you only eat it's, twice. It's yeah. all usually. Yeah, it's all what I'll, you're used to. I'll snack a little bit, like uh, if I bring extra like jerky or something to work. I'll snap. Oh, snap, if I bring lunch, in. period. I don't. I'll, I'll eat it before freaking nine o'clock. Uh, See, eat, I've, I've I'll bring six 12. chicken thighs in and they're gone. I gotta wait till usually two, three, sometimes four o'clock to eat. Oh, By that time, I'm fucking okay. ravenous. Post Challenge up. the food okay, police. Okay, I'm sorry. There's sorry. more. Challenge the food police? Yes. So, like. Are there, are there food police? Apparently. This girl's. Do they dress really like 1920s bobbies in uh, God, Britain? I hope so. It's like scream aloud no to. Th- <laughs> I hope this is literal. <laughs> Scream a loud no to thoughts in your head that declare you're good for eating minimal calories or bad because you ate a piece of chocolate. Scream You should definitely not no. shame yourself. Discover I, mean, I shamed the shit out of myself. I mean, in the last factor. week, I have shame literally... Works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've eaten like an entire pizza one day this week. No. I might sh- do that tomorrow. You shouldn't shame yourself. You should shame your friends. <laughs> I mean, that's the best shame. Feel your fullness. Listen to for the body the signals that tell you that you're no longer hungry. I mean, these aren't crazy concepts, but I think she's she's really uh, bending it in what makes her feel good about herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's everything she does in her life, probably. I mean, cope with you, your emotions I, with kindness. I think this this whole her whole mindset is respect warped, your body. You know. Like, I'm sorry if you're you're not respecting your body. Like, uh, I don't think you are. Whatever um, movement, feel the difference. Now there, yeah, we said before there Honor is your some people do have like a thyroid or a glandular yes, issue, and they're just course. they can't not be fat. Yeah. Of course. Like, I don't think that's what's happening here. I don't either. I think she's blaming everyone in the world except herself. She's and I mean, and this isn't like a young. This is a forty some forty five year old. Right. Person. She's been and I been I around the it. block a little bit. Right. Like I, I'm not where she, I want to be either. She lived in New York City. I know she's so, <laughs> God damn it. So, so New York City. That that adds a letter of credibility to like, her she writing. Drinks paste cut. There's so yeah. just. I, I mean, of course, I was like sightseeing, but like I tr- I walked 12 miles in one day, just Jesus. like walking around. Yeah. Walk around. It's cool. There's all kinds of cool shit to go. It's really at. hard to walk around when you're that weight, though. It Hashtag. Sucks. Do you even walk, bro? <laughs> I mean, it is true. That is a good point. I wonder if I she know. broke her leg. If well, but you start, but you, oh, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, if you can only walk a mile, that's awesome. Do right. that. I wonder if she sweats Do bacon something. grease. And come on. And in a few weeks, you'll be able to walk a mile and a half. And in a few weeks more, you'll be able to walk two. Right. I mean, drink it's some water. That's increments. This is like some really, really basic stuff. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Prego. <laughs> then you then you start going into. Uh, like the racist jokes of that nature. You know how to starve this lady? Hide her food stamps under her work boots. 
That's God. <laughs> I fucking hate those. All right, post op. You can forget about intuitive eating. How can you eat intuitively when you're literally never hungry, or when after months of starving, it your body decides to fight back and you're ravenous? While my surgeon made a weight goal. Uh, number for me to hit following surgery it was unrealistic i knew better than to believe these predictions but what about his what about his patients who don't um when you see my body you'll have questions how did she get so fat what does she eat how does she wipe how can she have sex oh, god who'd want to have sex with her anyway you'll make assumptions about me she must eat all day long non-stop bet she loves mcdonald's she doesn't care about herself she must be so sad she's clearly miserable if you see me Daring to live my life on Instagram where I share travel adventures and my love of makeup pretty regularly. Uh, you might think another fatty glorifying obesity. Trust me, whatever you're thinking, I can almost guarantee See, I've never thought, thought that kind worse. of worse. I would no. never think like that. That's no, her now, projections now, of herself. Now I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to find her Instagram. No, account. I'm just going to spew diarrhea all over. No, and, and there's that part of me like when she said that my love of makeup, I, I imagined her doing the makeup thing and part of me felt so bad i almost wanted to cry like because i don't know there's something about that the 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 trying to be beautiful and the vulnerability and all that stuff and it's just like and you know people are going to be cruel to him and that and i felt bad for saying the things i was saying you know you should. you're a piece of shit so. thanks um, <laughs> i'm kidding that was mean i'm kidding no it's okay i don't elena's yeah. like a fucking don rickles and it's just <laughs> gosh call him a hockey puck <laughs> no but it's like you you have to and then they didn't want to be pitied and all that stuff but at the same time man there is a large element of pity to it you know it's you have to feel for them and then you feel and then you get angry at them you know because well, I think I at know. one point all of us can empathize with her in, in some level right. but I don't blame anyone but myself for like my body yeah. You know, I'm or your or your bad habits, or, or my, I know or what they are, yeah. and I acknowledge. Like, it took me, it, and I always knew my bad habits, but I would be like, "Oh, it's fine," you know. It's great. Oh, just one more. I'll start Monday. It's <laughs> fine. I'm young. I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck it. Yeah, so it it, it definitely. But now, even now, like having like cheat meals or whatever. Like today, I had one, and I instantly am like, that wasn't worth it. No, it's never worth it. It's never worth it. I ate Burger King and Subway yesterday. Me and Mom went up to sometimes it's worth Beckley it. Beckley see my dad, and we and we stopped by and had a Whopper. It was so good, but at the same time, where I don't eat sugar really any, anymore, everything was so fucking sweet. Like I was drinking a diet, uh, not a diet coke. I never even drink anything diet. That's if you're going to drink a coke, drink a fucking coke. exactly. But I was drinking a, a cherry coke, and then when I was dipping my French fries in ketchup, the ketchup was really super sweet. Like I never noticed how fucking sweet it's shit was, all you know? sugar and salt. Exactly. I mean, and that's what, how they get you coming back. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I ate it, and you know, and then I had the Sunday pie after. I, I mean, I went, I went all out. But then, as I was eating it, and every time I've eaten that way lately, I get to a point like this is just gross, you know. And yeah, I'm gonna finish it. I bought it. Might as well fucking finish it. <laughs> but, no, yeah, I no, do that's that. the thing. I mean, I clean her plate, dude. Yeah, and then and then I had Subway. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to start back tomorrow, hardcore, and I did. And um, I had Subway, a, a fucking meatball sandwich, and cookies, and you know some chips and shit. And by the end, I mean that's the only two meals I had that day. That was probably ten thousand calories in two meals, you know. So. But at the same time, like I got sick. Like today, I was sick for the first part of the day because 
I just don't eat it anymore. My body's like, yeah. we don't you eat that way anymore. Like, you and I, I actually good. like like eating cans of tuna now and stuff like that. I'm like, this is going I to help not. me grow mu- grow muscle and and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, it's just increased mindfulness about what you're fucking putting into your digestive tract. Yeah, and I and speaking of milk, I had to buy a, a, a carton of regular milk. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. It's the worst. What? It's visceral anger. Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> because it's milk. garbage. I mean, it's like the the regular milk, non non you know organic milk is garbage. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, the, it's the terrible. Fa- I call it the factory farm milk. Which the I mean the organic stuff is probably made in a factory environment, but from healthier cows. Yeah, that are fed healthier and you can diet, taste the difference, and the animals are happier. Mm-hmm. You can taste it. You right. can feel that it organic, when you drink it. Yeah, the pre made organic chocolate milk is so oh, good. There was a, in glass bottle. The organic milk in a glass bottle. It's even better than cardboard. I mean, it's. Yeah, I've had it. It's fucking it, good. Yeah. It. So it's like creamery. There's a. They used to sell Something it. Something about my childhood, though, with a cardboard box. Were you guys around for whenever they uh, they changed the milk in lunches to little bags? The bags, yeah. And you had to stab it with the thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we would. The thing is a straw. You stab it with a straw. Stab <laughs> yeah. it with the things. We, we'd pretend like they were titties. Of course. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Okay. Uh, picking up where I left off. Fortunately, I'm strong enough to not listen to this type of trolling. I was bullied as a kid, you don't say. Uh, but my the way my brain is hardwired, it never really bothered me much. This is something I view as a privilege. It's not a skill. It's just the way I think. Not everyone has this privilege. Sometimes I've intentionally engaged trolls to distract them from other possibly more vulnerable people, uh, more vulnerable targets. Uh, just because I can handle it doesn't mean it's fun. Spoiler alert, it's not. I'm deeply, profoundly tired. I've spent almost three decades... I bet I know why. <laughs> I've spent almost three decades hearing how I am a t- ticking time bomb, told all the time I'd be dead by 30, which later changed to 50. Once I passed 30, I was hospitalized for seven weeks at 15 for non-purging bulimia. I've been suicidal. I've been 100% able to accept my body, and I've been unable to accept it at all. Right now, I'm somewhere in between. It's irrelevant just because it's the only body I will ever have. I just want to be happy, but no matter how wonderful my life is, I can't be. Not completely. Not when the world refuses to bend... This is where it is. Where the world refuses... Let's, re, let's, let's reflect oh, on that really, sentence. Really it's the not. world refuses to bend. This, this is what it all boils down to. Let me, see, let me hear. I'm really excited. When the world review, re, refuses to bend. When it views me and those who look like me as a problem uh, that, it, that needs to be not just fixed but outright eradicated. When <laughs> eating... Like she's talking about a holocaust. <laughs> a holocaust. Thank you. Go ahead and write that down. Is that be H O G G O C A U S T? You could do it with one. I do one G. One yeah. G. We'll erase a G there. I think it's, it looks better. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, not when the world refuses to bend, when it views me and those who look like me as a problem that needs to be not just fixed, but outright eradicated. When eating disorder behaviors are lauded as self-control or discipline and caloric content info is in 20-point font on the fronts of boxes, I have to turn nutrition labels away in the cabinet to prevent a lapse into moralizing my own food choices or lapsing into eating disorder behaviors I've worked so hard to conquer. My body size is not going to change in any significant way. However, my life and the lives of other fat people could change. If only the world would accept that bodies come in a variety of sizes, our lives could be so much better. Infinite fats like me make up a pretty small percentage of the population. I don't know, dude. Almost everybody's fat. 
in America, yeah, we're it is a rampant obese, obesity problem. It's, I mean, it's great. It's a bigger problem than it's ever been. But we're here and we're not going anywhere. And you're going to stay in the house. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> not till the crane comes and gets you out. <laughs> They're going to have to bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid Spoiler man. And you're like, oh, sweet Kool-Aid. <laughs> We fall in love. We get our hearts broken. We have oh great yeah, sex. diabetes. <laughs> we have great sex. We have bad sex. We laugh. We cry. In other words, we're good. good for we're them, just like people in much smaller bodies. I believe that. Yeah, they. Are, they like <laughs> I don't know. And we deserve the same privileges afforded to others: access to attractive clothing, comfortable seating, uh, and good medical care, including imaging. We deserve basic human dignity and respect, and we do not owe you explanations for our bodies. Who is coming up and asking for any of this? You know what this occurs to me with this? This is a person who probably watches Wall-E. You've seen that, right? Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. And everybody's fat on it. Because yeah. they all... I mean, I mean the, the, the whole thing... They're all traveling it's around. A beautiful, it's a beautiful movie, but it is an indictment of our whole system. And, you know, everybody... It's like Walmart built these giant ships and sent people into space. It's fucking weird. Sounds great. Have you never seen it? No, I have. I'm just uh, saying, like... The ships sound awesome. They, they the great. ships were awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, but I'm saying that everybody was fat and, you know, she would probably see it as an insult. Like, why, you know, or maybe it was empowering. I see. I don't know how this woman would see anything. Yeah, I don't know either because the, the last sentence of the article, last paragraph, I guess. So, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm determined to spend whatever of my incessantly ticking time bomb of a life I have left to try to fix the real problem. Fat phobia. It's not me. It's not me. It's not my. It's, it's me. You. It's the whole world. Like, you I know mean, what I mean? She's she can believe that, but like, if she thinks for a second that she's not vulnerable to bullies, and if she's not feeling like clearly she is. Clearly, like, this is. Oh, I'll tell her she's vulnerable to bullies. All right, <laughs> let her meet some of my students. <laughs> but like. But on the flip, there have never been more like options for bigger women, especially in terms of like clothes and like you're seeing like bigger models out there and like it's a whole industry for dudes too. It's yeah. it's a whole thing and like ten years ago it wasn't like that or twenty years like it's definitely like coming around that way. So she needs to shut the fuck up. Like there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you want? What there's do you want? There's literally a store in every mall for fat shit. Yes. Yeah. And I mean every brand's like extending their sizes and it's just different than what it was. And I, on the flips, like I am not. I'm proud to say I'm not wearing plus size clothes anymore. I used to, but I'm almost in like that awkward like I'm kind of normal now. <laughs> So like, what do I do? Yeah, fuck you. I'm not a model. I'm offended. Why aren't there like normal sized women? You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's stupid. Like sh- get over yourself. You're blaming Look, everyone but yourself. And it's it's inherent in the language. I forget the exact wording, but it's something like we we deserve the same privileges as everyone else. Yes. The word privilege, by definition, means that you're not entitled to it. <laughs> That's what the word means. It yeah. means it means you're not you don't have a right to it. It's the opposite of a right or right. whatever. It's it's a different. It's qualitatively it is, different. It is earned, or, or or maybe it's granted to undeservingly, or yeah. or it could be earned. Yeah. But a privilege is something that's above and beyond a right. It's something that's like not everybody has. So you don't you're not entitled to something that not everybody has. That's that's what it means. I think what this lady needs to experience is uh, she needs to do what I do. Just 
stand in one spot and do the stupid DDPY fucking, fucking yoga. work on yourself. And in a year, you'll she would probably lose two hundred pounds. She lose a hundred pounds at least. And then she'd be then she'd go to the Mexican restaurant in Montgomery, and all of a sudden the table's a foot away from her. When before, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Then bef- yeah. When before I was struggling to get into the booth, yeah. and I was like, holy shit! John was with me when I realized I was like, fuck, dude. You, he was freaked out. He was like, what's going on with this table? <laughs> I was like, so what, what, he was like. And if I, was, if I would have scooted any closer, it'd be too far away from John. I was like, I think I need to gain weight again. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in a store because I used to feel very self-conscious going down an aisle with somebody else there. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I was just too big. And I remember consciously acknowledging like, oh, this isn't so bad now. Awesome. Yeah. Can, well, it, it goes back to, you know, the book I'm going to write once I finally get in shape is, you know, Getting Jack Fixes Everything. It's... I, I can't wait to see how great I feel about everything in life. You know, going on vacation and going to different places when you're in great shape. You, and find, you feel. Are you, you know, finally going to get that banana hammock you've been looking at? Yeah, yeah. J Crew. I've already got that. You could get the J Crew banana. Get that Borat bathing suit. Yeah. The the monokini. Yeah, the monokini. Fuck yeah, dude! I think you'd look great in it. To be honest, I just when I see bigger people, I don't. I'm not like. I would never scream any of those insults that she has listed. So I think those are all in her head. Yeah, nobody's I don't screaming know. it. I don't know. There's some I'm sure, I'm sure, fucking people. I mean, I'm there. sure like you're, you know, you're walking down the street and some some redneck drives by and say, "Hey, fat bitch," or, you know that. Yeah. You know what? I don't hear that a whole lot of anymore. Hey, big guy. I don't hear that a whole lot anymore. I don't either. Well, you know what? Hey, they, big they still call me tiny at work, and like um. That's kind of endearing now. Yeah, it is now because I'm I'm like within five pounds of the guy that started it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you keep calling me Tony, you old bastard. I don't want to put you in the torture. <laughs> room. That fucking Shrek looking ass motherfucker. But she's, but she's also putting herself out there in a very vulnerable way. She's posting videos of herself putting makeup on. She's posting YouTube videos. Like nobody's asking you I to do that. Never had the confidence to do no, anything like that. I don't want to put myself because I know that. No matter how confident I feel, like there's always gonna be assholes. Like you have to understand the internet and what it's going to do. Right? Yeah, she's she's kind of baiting people into she doing these things. Is. Yeah. So you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And if that's what you want to do and it makes you happy, then awesome. But it doesn't the sound like it's making bitch. you happy. Yeah, the old baiting bitch. <laughs> <laughs> baiting bitch. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm Raindrops on roses. Fuck that lady. <laughs> Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Oh! Exile <laughs> Jim Duggan? <laughs> no, I always, I always try to make that song into a rap song. Oh, okay. I hear it in my head, too. I'm like, <laughs> should be like a, yeah. a drop, <laughs> a remix. And again, then it gets all like, what, what's it? Um, not trip not trip hop, not. Um, like auto tender. No, there's, there's a trap. Not trap. It's the one with our oh, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. That was that was uh, featured prominently in Deadpool two. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is dubstep? He keeps on saying it to to uh, Cable when he. Nice, a little bit of tremolo. That's nice. 
Close. Snow you guys all hear it. Chuck, go. Um, well, 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 I got a couple. Well, One of them is, um, well, 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 I watched Terminator uh, Dark Fate well, today. How was that, brother? Gun. It was good. Got a gun, got a gun. Yes. It was a good movie. I can't but say that's it was fair. it was an unnecessary movie. Like okay. <laughs> Nobody um, asked for it. <laughs> well, I'm saying here here's the deal, okay? You mean like almost every movie is unnecessary. No. Okay, true. You tell you tell the story with the first Terminator, which is it might still be the best one. I don't know. Terminator two is pretty great, but I, I'm still got a really soft spot for Terminator. But um it was good. Like uh it was well written. The acting at some point wasn't great, but on the on the whole, it was good. Um, the Terminators were cool, but this time the future has changed. Like um, the the I don't know if you guys are going to watch it, and if you want, you know, go ahead. Spoil. I've only seen the first two. Okay, the, the the beginning is really jarring. I don't know how they did it, but you know, Linda Hamilton's old now. She's one hundred twenty three years old. I mean, and she looks it like she didn't try to go Hollywood actress and keep. Young, you know, what but I mean? she looks good. Yeah, she, she does. Great. She does. She looks she great. She looks a solid. Her exactly. Age. She yeah. looks great, and she embraces it, and it's awesome. Yeah. But at the beginning, they have her. She looks like she did in Terminator Two. It had to be digital. It was weird because it shows her and John at a a place in um, I think they're in Mexico, like for a vacation or something, and he's coming. He's grabbing them a drink or something, you know, and turn around, and here comes. Fucking Schwarzenegger pulls out a gun and blows him the fuck away. Kills John Connor. Hmm. You know. No shit. Yes. That's I awesome. mean, and it's Edward Furlong. It looks exactly Eddie Fur? like him. It looks exactly like him. Even his voice. Like they I think what they did was they took digital clips and stills and they turned it into something and it looks so and it fucking opened real. With that. And Schwarzenegger looked like nineteen eighties Schwarzenegger. Like he was as back as this fucking Did you get wild. boned up when you saw him a little bit? Kind of, yeah. Edward but, Furlong um, looks like a real-life Simpsons character and sounds like a Simpsons Yeah, character. he really does. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the mouth and the, t- the, the kind of tinty tone to his voice. He did a Punky Brewster for a while. I was really jealous. But anyway. Oh, Jesus. Um, he... And that that's the it, that's the way it opens. That's happened when the credits are rolling. That's awesome. like they intercut the credits with her in that video of her in Terminator Two when she's like when she's telling about the the bad dream she has about the nuclear bomb going and all that stuff. So what happened was Skynet is dead. Sky that's that future is over. They've avoided it. But there's another bad future coming, and it turns out much the same way. So you know now somebody else is the freedom fighter, and they're sending back Terminators, and you know. It's hard to explain, man, but it was good. I was like, this is a really good movie. The guy who directed it is Tim Miller. He directed the first Deadpool movie, which, no offense, I love Deadpool 2, but Deadpool 1 was way better. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Terminator after that, this part got kind of, it got kind of hokey at points, but it was still kind of good. He didn't have a purpose, so he, like, found this woman and her kid and became a husband and father. And it sounds... Terrible when you put it, but the way it was done, in the movie was really good. Like he was able to basically grow a conscience and he, not emotion because he explains that he said because they asked him he's like you have emotions he's like no I don't have emotions like people but he said I do have a sense of right and wrong you know and also 
he describes his relationship with a woman, and it's a non-physical relationship. Oh, so there's a scene of them talking about this. Yeah, they like because he started sending uh, Sarah Connor anonymous texts to go to these coordinates of Terminators dropping there, take care of it. And she would just go kill Terminators. That was her job. And she became a horrible, hopeless alcoholic. So, um, But the main protagonist is this Mexican girl, and then this Terminator came out, and the Terminator can split into two Terminators. Like, the outside of it is a metal, oh. is, a, is like... The T one thousand, yeah, and then the inside is like the is the like the the Cyberdyne Systems one hundred and one. You know, Schwarzenegger's. It's a metal skeleton, and it's you know, it's really cool the way they do that. It looks really good. She's a a person who's enhanced. Like they gave her put a bunch of shit in her, and sent her back in time. She's in San Junipero, or whatever. Yeah, San Junipero. Yeah, and and she's she's really good. Like I mean, it's a cool idea. Um. And the fights are like are awesome because the uh, the one thing I like about Schwarzenegger's Terminator it's a tank you know it's just there's nothing fancy about it there's no cool morphing into shit he's just gonna come up and he and he just belts you boom and knocks that fucking Terminator across the room and is beating the shit out of it and he eventually gets beaten because he's an inferior model you know but I love it the fact that they did not make him try to make him overly emotional he was still a robot and he portrayed him as a robot you know he's like this is this and one of the best lines he delivers he's just like. Like, well, how Sarah Connor hates him because it's the actual Terminator who killed her son, you know, so she wants to kill him and she's like, I'm going to kill you when all this is done. He's like, I expected that. And he said, that's a high rate of probability. That's what he keeps, you know, saying this. And one of the funniest things he said, I was just like, how are you even able to be with a woman? He's just like, he's like, I'm protective. I, uh, I'm a provider or protector. And I'm really funny. <laughs> he said, "Eleven cents in a deadpan," and it was funny. It was a funny line, you know. So it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, I definitely advise everybody to watch it because it's a fitting ending. But the, here's the thing that the thing that I was going to say, and I think this is a good point. You cannot make a Terminator movie now because that's an '80s idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a is a 1980s version of the future. And they did that in Blade Runner 2049. Like, that is an alternate reality of uh, different from our reality. And they fucking nailed the they, feeling of Oh, the dude, it's crazy. Crazy how they did it. And they... I don't think the Terminator... People who are involved with this get it yet. It's like... That is a 1980s thing with Cyberdyne systems and all this shit. That's just not... That's not what we're looking at now. They tried to shift it where it was something different, but it's not different enough. It, they almost, it almost had a Matrix feel. Like, even some of the Terminator things looked like the squid kind of things, you know, when they were fighting them in the future. Because they would flash back with her, you know, and show what her life was like. So, man, I, I was definitely impressed. I was just like, it did not get, it did not deserve the shit it got. It was way better than Terminator 3. Terminator 3 was a piece of shit. Haven't there been, um, like, seven Terminator movies by there, now? Well, there's one, two, there's three. There's uh, Genesis. Terminator, Genesis, and then there's the one with Christian Bale, uh, Salvation, which was visually amazing, but not a very good movie, in my opinion. But um, so out of five, how many tater sacks would you give it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I forgot about the tater sack rating system. I would give it a solid three and a half. Um, it's a lot of taters. It is. <laughs> That's a good amount of taters. That's twelve pounds of taters. <laughs> Could feed a fucking family for days. <laughs> well, unless it was my family. Um, and then another thing is uh, the other favorite thing. I did a like a full on. I decided something happened that I'm not going to talk about on the show. Um, you can talk about how you were fisted in the ass. It's fine. I would talk. I would totally talk about that on the show. Um, but I decided. Okay, I'm abandoning. You know, 
at least for a while, heavyweights altogether. It's not doing me any good. It's not building any real muscle. I, I read up on it. So I did a complete bodybuilding light workout like we did the other day, you know, with reps in the 10 to 15 range and the weights were way down. Man, it was so fucking hard. And by the end, you're just, you know, it was it felt great, you know. And I'm you know, cutting the weight and everything, and the I'm sticking with that. Like, I think with legs, I still do low rep because, you know, you need that to keep your hormones and stuff boosted. And plus, I just don't feel right not squatting heavy. I just don't. I mean, it, it has to be something fairly heavy on the bar for me to do it. And deadlifts, I'm not going to deadlift light either. Yeah. So, um, but everything else, like um, – you know, all the arm shoulders workouts, even I did a full chest and back workout and I went really um, fairly light for compared to how I usually go. I didn't even go terribly heavy on bent over rows. And I, that's my, I, I love doing that. That's my ego lift that I keep doing. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm looking at the, the physiques. I'm like, is that really helping me to achieve that? It isn't, you know, because if I just load something up and, and, you know, pull on it. That's not doing anything. You need to get in there and just feel it, you know, and, and you really, when you really do it, man, you feel the difference. And I'm going to be so fucking sore tomorrow. Like, and I've not been sore, like real sore in a long time. So that's a real indication. And I'm really like, it helped me a lot with, you know, this thing that happened. Like I got up and cleaned the house, like top to bottom. My house was a wreck, man. It was embarrassing. Like it wasn't disgusting or anything, but I hadn't cleaned it like top to bottom in, in a long time because I was just so I wasn't really depressed, but I was just stuck in a rut, and you know I was just like I can't I can't do this anymore. I, this is not you know helping me. So I got up and um, went and bought a bunch of incense and burned it all over the house and stuff. I mean that's is you know, but uh, that's pretty much it. Did you jack off? Well, of course. Okay, I got the testosterone system. I jerked off like three times. <laughs> 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 How are the loads? Are they nice and frothy? Um, nice frothy load. You get good distance. How would you describe? How would you describe the cons- the texture, the consistency? How's it creamy? <laughs> no more. It's creamy. More liquidy. More viscous. Yes, viscous. Okay. Because you use it as motor oil. Roughly. Mm. What I like to hear. Yeah, I like a good viscous load. A lot of precom. Yeah, it's great. You ever use the precom as lube? Sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We should all jerk off together. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a thing, and I never did. Yeah, apparently, that happens to a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of kids. And I never I did that. Never I, did. I can't, I can't. It's a very personal thing. Yeah, I'm like no. Wait, that's a thing. Yes, people kids just jerk off together when they're young. It's like yeah. I, just, I just found out this new thing I can do. Oh, and yeah. Let me show. There's you. a scene in and in, uh, Angela's Ashes where they're yeah, him and a bunch of his buddies in Ireland are standing behind the wall jerking I mean, that's off. That's the Jim Norton other. origin story. Yeah, it's, it's weird though. I just I couldn't. <laughs> that's really weird. And then he blow them and stuff. Yeah, they're like, hey, well, I'd, be, I'd be as inclined play. to do that as I would be. Hey, hey, hey you want to take a shit together? <laughs> yeah, it's I like don't, no, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I don't. Well, I was going to ask you. I <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Remember the love toilet, the commercial for the love toilet? Yeah. With the, the fake commercial on the Saturday Night Live? With, yes. I'm guessing Will Ferrell and some broad. That Speaking of that, I was, I'm reading, uh, I finished, um, I finished Name of the Wind. I'm sorry, I'm going to dip back in for a second. Favorite things. Great book. 
fucking great. It ended, it ended rough, but it, it was it's good. But then I started reading uh, Stormbird, which is the first book in uh, the the War of the Roses series, and it's you know a, of course a fictionalized history. It's historical fiction. It follows actual events with you know characterizations. Man, fucking England at, at this point, especially, was a disgusting fucking place. Like. There were like actual, there were lines of toilets on London Bridge hanging over the bridge where they would just shit right in the river. Hmm. I mean, are we, the, these really the most, when they came to, because this was, you know, just a, briefly before, not, not so briefly before, uh, the contact with Native Americans. How could you ever see them as savages, these people who were clean and, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like that was one of the Native Americans' big complaints: is that you motherfuckers stink. You know, it's because it was common for a European at that point, thinking that disease was transferred through water, to not voluntarily bathe for a lifetime. So, <laughs> I hate this. So <laughs> I know it's so fucking garbage. It's catchy. Like the coronavirus. Hey! But that's okay. That's that's it. Bird was hot though, bro. God damn. Still is. She can get it. She's a method. Built like a brick shit house, buddy. Mm. She's a bigger girl. I would rub my tongue lovingly along her butthole. I mean, I'd really rim her out. Even if she was unshaven. I don't care about hair. Just fucking take a pressure washer to it. We'll go to town. What if she looked like the she had the fog monster around her? I don't from, give a shit. Fucking, uh, that was actually Amy, Amy uh, Winehouse. No, I stole a joke, so it's apropos to her. Amy Goodman? Schumer? Yeah, that's an Amy Schumer joke. Oh. It is apropos of her. You don't have to claim it whenever you steal one of her jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if she's still doing it. Elena. I still think she's funny. Yeah, she's still pretty funny. Yeah. Mm. I haven't watched her latest one. Mostly sex stuff is one of the best stand-up Yeah, I thought it was seen. very funny. Yeah. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Elena, go for your uh, your favorite things while we listen to Fergie Ferg. Um, I think. Uh, watched two episodes of Stranger Things last night. God, so good. Witchens. The... Season three. So his parents are still finishing it out by making them watch it. I'm like, this is the best show. They're watching that? Yeah. They yeah. love it. I can't really? Yeah. Um, yeah it's weird. <laughs> so yeah, we we went to Raleigh. Kind of the cable wasn't working. So I casted Netflix and we we continued and, and I'm like, I just love this show. It was the episode with uh Gary Busey's son in the hospital. Yeah. When they're chasing them, which is my favorite episode of the season. I love it. Jake Busey. Yeah, is in your favorite episode of the season. When it's creepy when they're like chasing her through the Jake hospital. Busey plays a really good creep. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. He just keeps calling guy. her uh, uh, Nancy Drew <laughs> through the whole thing. <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we watched what that a one. Cocksucker. He's just so. Um. What else? Uh. So this week, I kind of had this epiphany that I'm more in. Like the guys are kind of doing like bodybuilding type stuff and i'm more into like the the full body like workouts like kind of crossfitty but mm-hmm. i don't really want to join a cult so chuck showed me how to do the clings 
and it was awesome. Yeah, they're great. I loved it. I um, loved doing those. My shoulders were so sore. I'm sure. <laughs> like from here to here. It was. Yeah. Yeah, like a weird. I'd never really. You should be careful. You're one of those women that could have really big traps. They'll stick up like this. Traps are dope. I'm just saying. Some women don't like them. So. <laughs> um, Comes out looking like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, sweet. Gets <laughs> <laughs> that sword tattoo. Wow, that's, uh, <laughs> he's really into it. He just looks at it and goes, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> One of the things I liked about uh, is, and I wasn't trying to be, I felt bad about it afterwards. I have that 20 pound hammer up there. That's a big fucking hammer. And she wanted to swing it. I'm like, you know, you've never swung a hammer really. So Guess what this start, start out with a she 20. Fucking that's swung it. That's fucking, that's, that's going full throttle, you know. So going full throttle. Full throttle. Full throttle. Full throttle. And she did it. She Go did full it. Full throttle. Um, Good morning, Julia. God, so fucking creepy. God, I love that guy. And, uh, <laughs> But no, and she did really well, and I was impressed. It was it was good stuff. And I like that kind of stuff. Um, so I've I've been kind of looking up workouts, which my week kind of got thrown off, so I haven't really got to do. I'm going else. tomorrow. You guys want to go tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. I need to. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, uh, tomorrow's going to be another. It'll it'll be hand cleans and lower body and all that shit. So I'll do it. It's cool. You guys do your thing. Um, I mean, yeah. So yeah, that's been really fun. It kind of made me like excited about the gym again because I was getting really bored. Yeah, see, one thing I'll say about that is bodybuilding training can be boring because it's more, there's not so much feedback, you know, immediate feedback. Like, you're not lifting something really heavy or doing something that's, it's challenging, but you're rooted in one place and you're just trying to get the feel of it. You know what I mean? Like, stretch stretch the fascia and get the blood flowing in there and stuff. I love it because I started, I started bodybuilding. I didn't start powerlifting. I started bodybuilding with Tracy. That was the first thing I did, you know. And he, I mean, if anybody knows bodybuilding, it's Tracy Peters. So, um, you know, and that's what he it's would. It's not easy for for him to build his body since he's only three foot two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's getting like really ripped right now. He's lost a bunch of weight, and not everybody agrees with it. We're like, man, you you're jacked. You why are you giving that up? <laughs> but he's not not jacked. He's just not as jacked as he was he's, he's just getting, leaning out getting real lean so anyway that's but anyway you kind of mad at him no yeah <laughs> <laughs> um god what else oh i found some new uh shit in red dead redemption i know i talk about this game all the time but it's my favorite game there's uh some new like things that i found recently so that's really exciting i don't hear any shit about the last of us okay i don't <laughs> I know I'm annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fun because this is the third time, and I keep finding new shit. It's just it's such a great game. I love it. Sounds um, like it's fucking huge. It is huge. It's yeah. gigantic, and there's no loading in between no. like one area of the map and the other area of the map. It, it's you don't understand how they can. Like you remember, you were talking about the uh, his eyes dilating. Yeah, I noticed one scene, and it's it's in like the open world scene. It's not even a cut scene. This drunk guy walks up to you and his eye, like I put it in first person, his eye is just twitching, twitching one of them. Awesome. Yeah, you have the, you have That's the, fucking uh, crazy. the option to play this entire game in first person. I can't, I don't, is, I'm not, I, I, I wish I could, because there's a lot of games I want to play, but yeah, yeah, I did that, that little rough. bit of detail. I was riding the horse somewhere, I would put it in first person, because <gasps> it's kind of fun. It makes me sick. In VR, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I would try it. It just it makes me nauseous. I I don't know. I've never been great at those games, but it, yeah, just noticing like those little details, and I just keep finding new shit. I love this game so much. 
It, I've really got to finish it great. and play it again. It'll only be 12 years before they put out another one. I know. That's the thing, man. Games take so long now. The big ones like that? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it takes longer than a movie. Like, way longer. Yeah. So but I love it. Um, that's pretty much it, I think. Aaron. I don't guess I have a whole lot today, <laughs> if anything. I have been uh, pretty obsessed with watching this uh, VR game, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Ugh. No, it's like the the top of the... Like it's I can't on the it's it's it like it's it's coming around. I it's out. It's I actually out play. now. Yeah, it's out now, and it's it's what VR is coming to. I'm gonna have to use your your phone. Okay. You can't do it because you think it's gross or because you think it's too scary. Well, it's first or person. You think it's gay? It is a little gay. Is it? No, it looks <laughs> it's it looks incredible. If that's what you're into, but I don't. I'm not big into like horror games, really. Well, I mean, horror games are like the big sellers. So I get this it. Is, this is a game that's that had thing, a lot of money behind of it. It would keep me up at night. I should have grabbed her phone earlier. Fucking follow the Be script. prepared. Were you not a Boy Scout? <laughs> Absolutely not. I wasn't allowed to go to Boy Scouts because it was on best. church night. Church and your parents church. didn't want you to church ruins everything. Either. Filing. Bankrupt. Oh yeah. Huh? You've heard the they're filing bankruptcy, right? The Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts are because of all the lawsuits, the child molestation lawsuits. It's easier for them not to deal with it, so they're going to file bankruptcy. Yeah. Piece of shit. America. Fuck yeah. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Not that anyone was assaulted, but I just think it's funny how they're. I think it's funny this. that the kids were assaulted. I don't. Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you implying that you're? Anti-child molestation? How dare you, Elena? <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't hold even on. jokingly say yes. Like, Wait that's a minute. Really hold on. Up. Wait a minute. Aren't we the world's foremost anti-pedophilia podcast? Yeah. Okay, we're right on board with you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we were. Yeah, it's been a long time since we we pumped that one. Yeah. Just reminding everyone, station identification. You're listening to WPFR, the world's most anti-pedophilia podcast. So what I like about this video, there's a little, uh, I don't know if I can get it to load now. Jesus hammer fisting Christ. There we go. There we go. Down here in the bottom right, you can, there's a video showing like what the guy is physically doing to affect the game. And he does things like he needs to get into his backpack. So he's reaching around, you know, give him a reach around. Yeah. And uh, everything is it's there man like it's they just got to figure out how to is this on the uh the vibe the new vibe hmm. i really want to get one but i just i can't see dropping look like, at this shit though man it looks like, good it looks incredible it does look like he has thing. a zombie coming after him and he, he puts his yeah. left hand out and stops the zombie with his left hand and stabs him in the head just think about when right. they're gonna have tactile haptic uh, feedback responders yeah. Oh, dude, they, they have that in arcades. Do they? Yeah, like you get shot. I can't do it. I can't do it. You that feel it. Would freak. Like, in, like in things in Otherland, the Ted Williams book, mm-hmm. the way he described it, I think they're ripping all his shit off because that's what they're doing. So, well, so this is pretty exciting. I'm never, I, you know, one day, you know, I might get something like this. You know, whatever but imagine when they bring like Batman to this and you can, yeah. Yeah, you, you can be yeah. Batman. But, but <laughs> that's not also want. too. What a, a really positive side of this is that what was once had become. A I mean, you've got to aim the gun. Thing. Like, 
what once had been a sedentary sedentary yeah, thing so can yeah. get people up and moving and you know out in their communities yes <laughs> <laughs> no you're still at home and isolated but i mean you could actually if you can do yoga at home and just mm-hmm. imagine all the calories you're burned playing again i remember playing fucking uh the Wii punch out game it, yeah. it got you winded like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think this is going to make people so like much more antisocial. Like they're going to live in this uh, it, world where yeah, but the, the the people that's not the handful of us that ha- that are grounded will be able to enjoy right. fucking going home and killing zombies. No, Absolutely. I'm I'm saying it's there's um, just going to be some it looks craziness great. with it. It's an Oculus too. Yeah, that's what it is. The Oculus, yeah. not the Vive. I was I, I was so hell bent on buying an Oculus, and then when, when that's push, the new one. When push came to shove, I was like. That's the one that in a few years there'll be like 175 bucks, right? And it's going to be, like be it's going to be affordable. Yeah, eventually it will be. Just like stem cells in 20 years, everybody will be able to get stem cells and everybody will be fine. It'll be great. Yeah. John, any favorite things? Um, not eating. Yeah, I didn't eat for three days. Uh, oh, again, oh. you guys want to hear? Um, what Are you, you back? Did you know, did you ever get like a, a one thing I noticed? I just I asked Elena on the fast thing. I get this crazy burst of manic energy. Like, um, did you ever experience that? I get I get a certain type of energy. It's more of a mental energy. Um, the last time I fasted, I did get a, a couple bursts of energy where mm-hmm. I felt, um, but not nothing crazy. M- more of a mental clarity thing. Yeah. And um, this time I, I had it was I was a little bit more headachey this time. It was it was easier in some ways and harder in other ways than the last one I did. But I mean. You know, it's it's nothing really, nothing really interesting to discuss about it. I just, if you want, if you want to try it, fucking try it, you little weakling, fucking you, absolute uneducated morons. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, well, that aside, that's one of my jokes from one of my social media jokes, which I was pretty proud of. Is um, you know, uh, let me get to it here. Uh. Please, sir, I haven't eaten in three days. It's just a fast. Quit acting like a little bitch. Quote Jesus Christ. <laughs> thought that was pretty good. Um, and then, um, I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff related to my fast. Nothing really terribly interesting. Oh, there was the debates, the the Democrat debates. I was popping off some good zingers. I, I watched yeah, I watch a snippet of it. Um, did Bar- I heard Bernie did actually really well. Elizabeth Warren. Mop really the floor, <laughs> mop the floor with everybody. No, with it was okay. Remember the scene in um, Office Space where they get tired of that goddamn copier and they take it out and they just stomp it out. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. The copier is Mike Bloomberg, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else is that is a great analogy. Is is are the, the other candidates? It was it was like Jesus. Die motherfucker, die motherfucker, die. <laughs> oh my god. I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah. I wa- yeah, I haven't watched that in a long time. Really? I really need to get on that. I watched enough of it to be like, okay, I see what's going on here. And it was whatever six or seven of them or whatever, and every fucking one of them is basically just saying and this is another joke. I mean, it's, it's I'm quoting like basically kind of in general what they're saying is I'm certain that I have what it takes to centrally plan the lives of three hundred and fifty million plus Americans. Trust me. And the punchline is that's not insanely arrogant at all. It's not. It's. I mean, they they are smarter than us. They're gooder than us. There's there's doggone it. People like them. Of, <laughs> of course, that's going to go perfectly. What could go? What could possibly go wrong? By you know. Anyway, 
Uh, and um, one of my good jokes from that was a. Uh, Bloomberg has a cut man working on him during the break. And then John Will Shatter posted this picture underneath. <laughs> oh, um, I got into like, I um, experienced some memories. Like I've, I'm just kind of now, just now pushing 40, starting to like still learning certain things about my childhood and kind of figuring out, you know what I mean? Like it takes a long time to figure certain things out, like what happened to me or whatever, or sure. why, why I have this problem or why I'm this way. Um, and so one thing I got into this week was I was remembering uh, just to, like how many fight, like how, how um, competitive and like violent my brother and I were. Uh, and like just how much bullying like he did. Uh, and I'm not trying to you know make a big deal of it or anything. It's like, it's kind of normal for brothers to, to rail on each other and to beat up on each other. And that's all, you know, mm-hmm. But I think I'm starting to realize that no, this was not a low. This was not. This was not a normal. We were very close in age, and I was gifted, and um, and I think that there was there was a weird, like he, you know, there's just kind of a weird dynamic there, and it's and I'm learning that that's actually like a syndrome. It's like actually a common thing when you have two brothers that are close in age, and one of them's gifted. Yeah, that it gets very violent. And I like, I mean, like I would, he would fucking bloody me. Like I'd get my fucking face busted open and the, the adult would be like, oh my God, screaming and crying. And we're just, I'm just like, no, give me more. You know, it was, it was like nothing for us to like, you know what I mean? We were always battling. We were always competing in some way. And uh, so I don't know, this is kind of a vague favorite thing, but I just, I just I'm always making realizations about as memories kind of come back. Oh shit, I forgot about this. I forgot that this happened. Or I forgot about that, and and as I remember them and kind of piece things together, it it ma- makes a clearer picture of why, you know, like for example, my interest in in martial arts, you know, kind of stems from that because I started, um, you know, I started training karate when I was, well, like six or seven, and then, and then got back into it, and then trained until I was like thirteen or fourteen, and um, and that that kind of like is when I like started was able to stand up for myself. For one thing I was I got to be about the same size as my brother. And um and then I was training karate too and it, it just like I, I just started to let him know that you can't do, do this anymore. And before that time before I stopped the physical stuff when I finally finally uh was just like if you if you continue doing this I'm just going to I'm just going to punch you like as hard as I can and I I'll fucking kill I will try to I will knock you out. Um but before that happened, he never called me by my name. He called me. He called me all. The, he had all these these like really diminutive nicknames that he called me. He mm. he never called me John. Uh, I got the same thing until I was about fourteen, and it, before he realized really? that I'll fuck you up. I said, I remember like just like holding, standing over him with my fist, and be like, "What's my name?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, call me by my fucking name. And then he screamed Kunta Kinte, and you're like, no. <laughs> and of course, of course, he wouldn't do it. But then gradually after that, he started calling me by my name. And, wow. you know, just little things like that. And I'm starting to pick up. It's like, I didn't even realize, you know, I just assumed that some of this stuff was normal. And to some degree it is, but it still doesn't mean it's not, doesn't cause you problems. It doesn't mean that there's not damage there. And, um, and like, my, my bully obsession, like, um, for those of you that don't get it, I don't actually go around calling people weaklings and uneducated mor- morons. So you, you do smash peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, I do do that. He yeah. does do that. And I do train little kids to be bullies, but right. I don't actually do it. Right. Um, 
Aren't you the guy that bullied that little midget kid on the on the that was crying on the internet? Little person. I actually. I said little midget kid. Actually, at, at around that time too, between seventh and eighth grade, I had like a sort of a spiritual awakening where you know I had bullied some kids and stuff in middle school. Um, some of them deserved it. Some of them not so much. Um, I'm just trying to bring out greatness in them. Yeah, but I, you know, I had a, I was having, I was having, I was having problems in my home life. I had a lot of pent up anger. Like there was a lot of things I was dealing with, a lot of adult issues that I was dealing with as a as a twelve year old or thirteen year old, and um, and then yeah, I was taking it out on some kids. And then I had this sort of spiritual waking epiphany thing where I started getting into Buddhism and stuff. You did ayahuasca? And no, I, I wish. <laughs> Go with the joke. But then um, <laughs> um, but then um. Uh, I had, and then I started at that from that point on, and really before then too, I kind of kind of started sticking up for people that were being bullied. I became like the ant, like literally the anti-bully. Like when I would see somebody getting bullied, I would step in and be like, "Don't fuck it, you know? What are you doing? Why are you doing that?" And I had a, at that point, I had a reputation because pe- a lot of people had seen me get into fights. They, you know, people were not. I mean, the, the most I ever got fucked with, like in high school, would be like Justin Perry would come and like shove me into the wall and then run away. I'd, I'd, I'd like turn around to fight and he'd run away. I'd be like, okay, whatever. You know, fine, shove me. You know, it yeah. was it was never or like I could get you know called names, get called faggot or whatever. You know, I was just like, whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my energy on these chumps. But I had a reputation of like a lot of people had seen what you know how, who how, you know how violent I could be like in middle school and stuff because I. I fucked some kids up. Um, and so, but I had this awakening where I beca- actually became an anti-bully and th- throughout high school. I like stood up for all kinds of kids. And at the lunch table, um, this is another kind of point. Uh, my brother wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't sit at me, wouldn't sit with me at the lunch table and wouldn't let any of his friends come sit with me at the lunch table. Man. Um, yeah, it was bad. And that, like, that's deep. Like, like all these other kids, like all, all of Will's friends were like, let's go hang out with John. They liked me. Mm-hmm. They were all nice to me. I knew uh, you were Vic- play that song. Victor, Victor, and Bradley, and and um, and Matt Kaiser, and all those guys. They were like, "Well, we love John. Let's go hang with John." But Will would, you know, that they wouldn't sit with me because Will didn't want to. So I, it was just me and jo- and Josh Leg would sit across from me, and we became like the nerd table because they would come to our table for protection <laughs> because the rednecks would fuck with like people like Boone, Jason Burford, Matthew Easterling, or Matthew Clemens. He was a bully. Um, no, these were the ones that were being oh, okay. that came to my table for solace okay. for, to be protected. So they'd come sit at my table, and if if uh, some redneck would throw an apple, I would pick up the apple and walk walk over them and put the apple right on their fucking tray and be like, "Here, you drop this," and just stand there, and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't even look admirable. Yeah, and so I became kind of like a protector of these kids. So when I do this bit that I'm like that I am a bully. I am obsessed with it, and I am fascinated by the the cultural phenomenon that is bully, that has been a part of our culture since before we were a species. I mean, um, like there's a reason why why people do it. It's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be a bully when I was younger. It's it's exhilarating. It's fun, and it's um it's kind of a guilty pleasure kind of thing. And it's just something so interesting about it. And I pu- I made all these memes, and I posted them with different '80s characters from like '80s and '90s movies, like the um like. Kiefer Sutherland's character for Stand By Me where he's got the switchblade up. Nice. And it says, it says, um, it says hashtag, do you even walk, bro? <laughs> or I've got like Kylo Ren, successful bully. Or, um, and then it's like Darth Vader and it's like Imperial Bully, successful bully. And yeah, I made all these ridiculous memes. And it's just, to me, it's just, I don't know, it's exciting. It's 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 hilarious. Uh, it's just a phenomenon. You're thing. changing 
you're changing the narrative of what a bully is. Well, and it's it's like I'm I'm trying I'm exa- it's a study, right? Like there, there's all this anti-bullying campaign shit going on that's so mainstream right now, and everybody's doing it. That my role as a contrarian is to do the opposite and say let's lift these bullies up. Let's 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 actually let's actually get into the headspace of what it actually means to be a bully. You don't beat bullies by being like, no, stop doing that. You beat you beat the uh, you beat your enemy by getting in his head and knowing. You know what I mean? John Jones doesn't win because he's like, you know, because he's like, I'm the badass. He studies his opponents. He learns how they move. He learns how they think. He gets under their skin. And and so for me, if you want, if you're truly anti-bully, you need to understand the phenomenon that is imbued in our culture in every single TV sitcom, show, movie from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Um, there's always there. These bullies are always present. You know what I mean? And um. It's just, it's interesting to to look at that and to to understand, um, you know, to understand what it is. And I and like like there's a reason why women are turned on by assholes, right? It's like if you're you know in, in a paleo kind of environment, right? If you're you want to be attracted to the dude that's going to be able to protect you from the other fucking assholes. You want sure. you're going to be attracted to the to the guy who's aggressive, who's an asshole, who can who can fucking bully people. That's fucking that's a fucking turn on. Telling women. Not all women. I realize everybody's attracted to different. Yes, people. all women. But um, telling a woman to not uh, be attracted to 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 that to not feel is like telling a dude not to look at a girl's butt or to not look at her boobs, whatever his thing is. It's fucking in our DNA. Fighting, like, and the whole thing about like why, you know, if you're like if you're or if you, it's a similar to like if you're watching a, if there's a soccer game, a football game, and a basketball game all going on, and a fight breaks out. Everyone's going to go watch the fight. Yeah. Because it's far more exciting and interesting than those stupid ball games. You remember at recess whenever a fight would break out and everybody playing Foursquare, and then there's kids over here playing basketball, and suddenly the basketball gets heated, everybody stops playing Foursquare and goes and looks at the fight. We know? all watch UFC. You all know what I'm talking about. And so it's the same thing. It's, I feel like the bully thing, it, there's a similar thing. There's something in our DNA where like we have to... We have to it's like... Uh, you have to kind of bully people for survival because we can't afford to have weaklings in our tribe. They can either man up and stand up for themselves and become a man and be a part of the tribe, or they die. They're bullied until they die. Um, and that's, that's, that's not my ethical creed. I'm not saying that this is righteous. I'm saying that this is evolutionary biology. Biology. This is how it really works. It's, I see it in farm animals. I see it in dogs. I see it you know, in cats. In nature, all throughout nature, it's it's all about bullying. And um, Erica went to um, uh, this uh, like Native American museum. She's in Nashville right now with her friends, and she was sending me these little like exhibits that they had set up that were relate that were basically like highlighting <laughs> highlighting how the Indians were fucking bullies. Like they would they would set up camp near. Um, Near water, near watering hole, and they would hang out there, and they wait for the animals to come in to get water, and they try to get close to them to chuck a spear at them and and damage the animal, and then the animal would run, and they would chase it, and they used this wording which I loved: 
they would harass the animal <laughs> until it died. Yeah. Lay down, fatty. And when I read that, I read that, I, I reacted with the, with the heart eyes and then said, successful bully. That's, that's exactly what they're fucking doing. Maybe this is what that girl's experiencing. The Shawnees, people are trying to get her with a spear. Okay, the, the, the Shawnees, when they, um, when you're, you're right of passage, you have to go jump into the fucking lake every morning all through the winter. You have to break through the ice and jump through every morning. And then there's all these other things you have to do. And then you have to run the gauntlet. And the gauntlet is, in case you don't know, where all the strongest, all the warriors line up two two lines, and you have to run through through the gauntlet, and they fucking whip you and hit you with sticks as you run run through. And sometimes you get knocked out and you don't make it. And if you don't make it, you don't achieve manhood. Maybe you, next time, bro. Do you remember the gauntlet in football? Yeah. And you would be bloodied, Every, like you would be injured. It would break your bones. It is exactly the same as that, except for you're wearing pads. You line up here, and then the the entire rest of the football team. They're uh, sort of staggered. One here, one here, one here, one here, one here. 40 people. And you run through them, hitting each person. And they're trying to take you I out. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, and I'm just kind of... exact same thing. I'm looking at our culture right now. It, like that fucking article with that um, infinite fat woman or whatever. Infinifat. Get it right. Infinite fat. Infinifat. <laughs> and I'm just like... It's like that's the opposite of what our culture is is now and what is becoming. It's like people are just soft on top of soft on top of soft, and it relates to my fast, and it relates to the joke I just made about like it's just a fucking like please uh, give me I haven't eaten in three days. It's like you're not supposed to eat every day. It's like it's it's like actually really good for you to 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 not eat. Right. Like fucking man up, fucking tit up, you know whatever. Ovary up. Like it's like (laughs) the whole world would be better. I think if people had thicker skin, but at the same time, we're a little kinder to each other. There's no reason why we can't do both. Right. You can be kind, but also have thick skin. That way, when, when, a, dick, when a dick is being a dick to you, it doesn't hurt you. But then you, that doesn't mean you have to be a dick back. It's like, it's like a you know, pay it forward kind of thinking. But part of the pay it forward kind of thinking is not being offended, not being hurt, not being scared. It's a it's the fucking anxiety arky man out there. It's, well, like, it's just fear and anxiety is just just dominate our culture. It's disgusting. Well, not only that, but you know, if they try to take away bullying, you know, the, you know what it'll do. Human achievement and especially athletic achievement will go down. Yep. Because I just think you bullying can't will you get can't worse. you can't underestimate or overstate how many people started doing something because they were bullied. I started lifting weights and stuff because I was bullied. I'm like every yeah. single successful MMA exactly, fighter. Exactly, exactly. Every successful Muhammad MMA Ali. fighter. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, the the Microsoft guy. And Bill, I, Bill Gates. And I put up uh, something on Facebook about it, and she's a friend of mine and, you know, known her for years. I put up, you know, a pro-bullying Kind of like what John. This is years I, ago. No, I remember. Yeah, you, I yeah. remember. And you've talked about it on the show. Yeah, before. and it, and it was good. It's like, yeah, keep bullying these kids, and the dumbasses that bully them, you know, usually turn out to not be anything. You know, they they're stuck in their fucking ruts, and that's what they do. The kid who because it makes you strive for something and achieve something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that that's. You know. It really comes down to the parents of the people that are being bullied, how they end up handling the bullying. Because, I mean, nobody deserves to be bullied. It, it fucking sucks. Mm. But you you have to have strong parents to fuck. And I'm saying this as someone who has eight crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I've taught them 
to really the best defense against bullying is to be funny and to say the thing that they're going to say about you first. Yeah. Only better. All right. And also learning how to fight. Have yeah. a good right hook. Have a good left hook. A straight. A teep kick to keep them away from you. Just whatever you can do. All right. But most bullying isn't actual physical bullying. It's uh, hey faggot. Hey. Well, mine was like every day, fat boy punching the arm. Is what I my was did. where I went through that trauma when I was a kid, and it was a perfect storm. Like kids are wolves, you know. And there was a all the boys in my. I remember all the all the kids in my class when I was at Falls View. I was incessantly bullied because I just would cry and didn't know how to defend myself, you know. And you know, and that's when I I remember. Uh, the first time I started lifting weights and stuff like that, it's like this isn't going to happen to me anymore. And next thing I know, I'm you know turned out to be a you know I, I downplay it, but I was a, I was a pretty good football player and um all that stuff. And I remember, like I said, highlight reel when I got to fucking just plant one of the kids who bullied me. Like it was one of those hits where people ooh you know like that. He he caught a pass and I turned around. And I fucking lifted him up and fucking planted him. You know what I mean? It was one of those. And I helped him up, slapped him on his helmet. And it was over. You know, like having my name, Dutch Underwood. Once we got to grade middle school, it was douche underwear. <laughs> and I, I got sick that, of it. I got to admit that's pretty it's good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I got sick of it. It's kind of lazy. I told my dad, and he said. How sick of it are you? I said, I'm pretty fucking sick. And he said, well, whenever you get so sick of it, you can't take it anymore. The next person that, that calls you that, punch them. And I did. And they stopped. Right. It stopped immediately. Exactly. So I, I got another sort of story. Like, so we were playing outside, and um, my brother was in the swing. And he's like, come over here, John. Come over here. Come over here, John. And I was like, what? And I walked over, and he and you know, spit when he was on the upswing and spit right on me. <laughs> Jesus. That is objectively hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> kids play with spit. Yeah. But I said, okay. And I was a lot smaller than him at this point. So so I plotted. I, <laughs> I saved my saliva for hours. I filled both cheeks with my saliva. I, I resisted every primal urge to swallow that saliva or to spit oh, it out. Oh, God. It was like, I looked like a fucking goldfish. And then I climbed into the dogwood tree. <laughs> and then I said, whoa, whoa, come over here. Come over here. He's like, what? And he came over and I went. <laughs> and fucking. Bukkake. And it, yeah, his entire arm, like I slimed him like, like, like a Ghostbusters. <laughs> and he ran and told mom. <laughs> And I got in trouble. What a little bitch. Oh, what a cuck. I got in trouble for spitting on him. And my mom said, you know, you, I mean, she, and she was, gave us a lecture, you, you never spit on somebody. It's the most disrespectful thing you can do. And she said, if mom said, if anybody ever spits on you, beat the shit out of them. Hmm. Yeah. And that stuck with me. It's like, you know what I mean? If somebody spits on me, I, you know, I'm not that grossed out by it. So it's situational, but. Um, it depends on the situation. Uh, you know what I mean, but but that, that's kind of imbued and that, that helped instill in me this this um attitude of don't take that love. There's a level of shit that you just shouldn't take. Mm. There's a level of shit where being violent is appropriate, and that the fact that that's no longer part of our society that they're trying to get this get using violence as a you know a, as a solution is is like that's wrong makes me fucking sick. It's pathetic. It is. We should all be fighting all the time. 
throwing spears at each other. Where's that? Uh, they have that thing in um, some cultures where at the end of the year they settle all scores with a fist fight. Yeah, and then I've it's, heard about that. And it's great for the culture. Like after that, they're all friends again. They're just like you know. But what's the limit with that? I mean, yeah. what, what score do you, what scores can you settle? It's just like you know. No, it has to be men. Women hold that shit for. No, the women do it too. Really? Yes. I never settled any of mine. Like, I think that, I just is that all, all women, shit. or is that just American women that they're just passive aggressive, nasty to each other? I don't. I mean, you that, guys might. It's all that. It's all that. Like, t- it's that tone. That tone. Well, you guys I think it kind of <laughs> stems. Oh, you look great. Yeah. No, I think uh, it stems from beautiful. girls kind of being taught not to be physical. Yeah. That that's unladylike or. But Olivia yeah. Newton John yeah, said, "Let's get physical." I know. <laughs> Let me hear your body talk. So confused, you know. Oh god. I say let's um, get metaphysical. <laughs> you need to make a hashtag out of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I was really bull I mean, of course, you know, kids were being kids, but I don't feel like I was really bullied. But I was definitely always the kid that would step in and like make a joke to prevent people from being bullied. Or I would poke fun at whoever was doing. Like I would do it like in a funny. I don't know. I still do it to this day. But like to defuse the situation. Yeah, I, I've never been a physical. Like I don't want to get in a fight. I will, but I don't want to. So I've always been like, <laughs> "You're an asshole." You know, just like something stupid, like um, to kind of defuse it. Because I just I hate seeing. I think. I think the. Uh, the place where people are wanting bullying to go away is good, but it, it people need adversity. Well, like, it's gotten weird and and worse because of online. Like, it's just then the it same. doesn't stop once you leave. Yeah, school. I'm so right. glad that that I mean, wasn't the, a thing. The public school, and I'm not going to ramp on this for too too much, but it's a perfect environment for a bully. Oh yeah, yeah. it's the it's, best. Environment. It's miraculous. Yeah. yeah, it's everything we had ever hoped for. Yeah, it's like Annie, though. It, it, you know, she. She's not. She's pretty tight-lipped about. It. I think she was bullied for things, but she always was either adversarial or she would make a joke. And I'm just I wonder at it, like because the bullying I experienced was I remember one night everything of that night, and this is when I was I was probably not even twelve yet, and I remember everything of that night was such clarity because it was so fucking traumatic. Like it was one of the worst. It was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. And it scarred me for a long time, you know. Um, I was just getting incessantly bullied by all these. uh, I had a sleepover, and all these kids, all these guys were bullying me. At your own house? No, no. This was at somebody else's house. And my mom, because it had been going on for a long time, not understanding that you don't do this, came in and said something to one of the kids, and that was just game on. You know, it was... It got so much worse after that. And, oh, yeah. Uh, got so bad that I eventually had to switch schools. And, you know, I had to make a fresh start. And I pretty much buried that person that was there, you know, beforehand. I, I like, b- became a different person. So, um, but, man, yeah, it was shit. I remember it was really cold. I remember how cold it was. I mean, it was it was bad, man. It was, Did you guys see this video I put up? Um, it says, does jiu-jitsu work? Oh, that! Oh, it's so good. guy doesn't think it'll work. Here's a here's a guy with a girl. Starts with some hand fighting to a collar tie. 
Perfect double egg to corner. corner. <laughs> You're actually really good. Right about now, he's starting to reconsider. Beautiful rotation. And a perfectly applied... Fucking went right after his throat. She, fucking, she threw the joke. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Fucking she knows what she's doing. Yeah, that was good. That was great. I, I feel like I wasn't expecting that one. Fucking... Makes me really happy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking teach your kids this. Yeah. yeah. And he I, wants, she, she wants to learn jujitsu now. Fuck yeah, dude. And yeah. she gets started with wrestling. Yeah, she's I mean, a great base. She, she wants to go to this college in Missouri... And she's trying to get accepted to it, where it's the third, the third best women's wrestling program in the nation. She loves it. Like I said, you know, it's hard for me to watch sometimes because her mom will send me videos, and she was wrestling these these big big boys, and she gets put down, you know. But she never ever quits, and she smiles afterwards. Imagine she what she could do it. to people. To, to other girls, gender, yeah. she fucking she manhandles them. You know what I mean? But she doesn't have the technique yet. She started when she was a senior. So, you know, there's she, a there's a girl fighting a woman fighting in the UFC right now. Angie Hill, Angela Overkill Hill. She's a one fifteen fighter. She was on Joe Rogan. She was on Rogan. She started training when she was twenty four years old, and now she's in the upper echelon. She's so just awesome. about getting ready to get ranked. She started training Muay Thai when she was twenty four because she thought she was getting fat. Yeah, and. Then she got good at it real quick, and then she took fights within like six months in, in Muay Thai. And Muay Thai is different. You stand and you fucking bang. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, fun to watch. it's actually really fun to watch. Yeah, but uh, then she just decided, I, oh, there's tough trials for the Ultimate Fighter, and somehow she got into that, and now she's she's been cut by the UFC once, and they always bring her back, mm-hmm. and uh, now she's fighting tomorrow night, I think. And she just started training when she was 24 years old. Right. So it's, it, it's, I mean, you say it's never too late. Like, I'm not going to make it to the UFC right now. But, uh, no, but I mean, if, she, just, if anybody, if like, if she wants to get good at jujitsu or uh, wrestling or fucking, I want to do boxing. MMA. I want to box. It's like, yeah. it's like an arte suave. It's like the, the life lessons you learn. It's like, like when we spar, sometimes it gets rough. You know, when we're doing MMA or boxing or whatever, sometimes it gets out of hand. But it goes until it, you know, it goes until somebody stops, until the round ends or whatever. And um, like that time, I almost got knocked out. Um, and this is everybody has this mindset that that trains there for a long time, who trains there for you know who's who's who gets it. Um, you know, Chris sent me a message. Um, after that, it's like, dude, you you know. You know, it takes a lot of heart to do what we do, you know, because he knew that I got hurt. And uh, I was like, I should have defended better. I almost got knocked. I almost got knocked out because my, you know, because I didn't defend well. That's the mindset. It, it, it's 100 fucking percent your responsibility what happens to you. It doesn't mean that you're, that, that if something bad happens to you that you deserve it. It means that you're responsible for your reaction, for your reaction, for dealing with it, for preventing it in the future. It's 100% on you. Nobody that trains there ever says, oh, that guy was playing too hard. You know, none of that happens. Mm-hmm. There's never any excuses. It's, it's um, I should, well, I should have defended better or I should have done something different. You know, it's, it's, it's about personal responsibility. And that's right. the magic of training martial arts at a real gym or a real dojo or wrestling. Wrestling teaches you that too. Like what Annie's learning now, it's like, She's yeah. she's not bitching. She's not bitching when she's losing. She said, "Well, I've got to improve." Well, like she was describing, like 
she's like, some people quit. She's like, Dad, I always try to bridge out. Always. You know, doesn't matter how down she is or she never, like, they they have to make her quit. I mean, she's, I could not be any more proud of my child, you know. She's. Oh, Chuck loves his kid. <laughs> she's a <Sad>. loser. <laughs> you love your kid. She's. Like me and her mom talk about how amazing of a human being she is. Do you have, she's, do you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich handy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I got one out in the car. Hold Made on. by his mom. <laughs> I'd rather my mom would have some explaining to do. Um, no, uh, yeah, John stopped by and he said he wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I didn't know it was for. Really? I just said I thought it was weird. I'm always more than happy to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for one of Charlie's friends. I love my Nobody mom. Nobody gets makes hungry the worst in this house. Sandwich ever. Um, no, but she. She really, she was not deprived as a child, but, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and it was, our situation was harder on the stuff. She's one of those people that really rose to the occasion with it. You know what I mean? She didn't, like you say, she didn't lay down and say, why me? She, you know, all that stuff. And she was never in any danger or you know, anything like that. But, you know, it's like kids who are handed everything have a hard time. She's not going to have a hard time. She's she works for everything she gets. She works a job. She, you know what I mean. I, I just again, it's you know, my daughter's my hero. You know, I'm just like a, she's tougher than I am, and you know, it's just it's a really cool thing. Yeah, my eight crazy kids are the same. <laughs> they can take a licking, bro. And I beat the shit out of them. They just come back. <laughs> Say knuckle up. I'm like, all right. Every time you say that, I imagine the kids on Raising Arizona. <laughs> Francis McDormand and uh, Sam McMurray's kids. <laughs> that, that Buford's a sly one. Your name is ABCs. Watch this. Hit the deck, boy. <laughs> he, throws, he throws fucking peanuts at him and the kid ducks. <laughs> he's writing fart on the wall what he's doing. I remember I remember the day when we were over here partying and Mackenzie asked, you know, said something stupid like, I'm daddy, I'm hungry or something like that. And you, you taught her a lesson she'll never forget. Oh, yeah. I put her in a rear naked choke, choked her just to the point of death, and then I brought her back. That's important to learn. It is important to learn. And you put some makeup on the, the choke marks. For the <laughs> she said she saw her mother, which I don't know. Her mother disappeared mysteriously. Yeah. <laughs> Suspicious circumstances. It's not been confirmed whether she died or not yet. But you know, we're still holding out hope. Anyway, my favorite things this week. Um, I have stopped using the jewel at work. So because I was buying like three packs of these things a week, six seventeen bucks a piece. Jesus. So I said, "Fuck it, no." I screamed, "No!" at myself. And That's smack, one of the smack your yeah. hand. That thing we were so I'm just, I'm just using it when I'm at home now, and I chew gum at work, and my jaw is sore. I'm going to have a Casper Van Dien jaw by the time I'm done. <laughs> Casper Van Dien. That's Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers reference Heck for yeah. everybody out there, which is a fucking underappreciated classic. He's in Sleepy Hollow, too. He is. Um, I've stopped doing that, which is nice, I suppose. Makes me want a cigarette, though, because everybody there smokes. Nah, just don't break you. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, week three without the CPAP. Pretty good. Any struggle? No. Right. I haven't woke up choking to death yet. <laughs> See, I actually have a neck now. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Before, there wasn't much of a neck going on. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's because I was so jacked because of all the powerlifting, not because I was fat. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I told myself until I actually took a photo and like, no, you're a fat fuck. <laughs> well, let me have my delusion. You're infinifat. <laughs> whatever the fuck. Infinifat. 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 Shit. Um, <laughs> it's been good. The uh, the uh, sleeping without the the droning noise of the stupid thing, and then not having the marks on my face all day that like never went away. I started to look like a normal human being again. Um, the nose strips are kind of fun because it makes me feel like I have a real nose instead of this thing. I need to get some of those. Yeah. They're, they're pretty great. I got them at Rite Aid. You just got to wash your nose. Since I've been wa- losing weight, I've I've noticed I sleep much better too. Right? Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. I'm just glad I'm going to spend should, less money on the... Uh, are you still doing carnivore-ish? Yeah. Yeah-esque. I haven't really eaten any vegetables, but I eat those Quest Hero bars. They're the shit. They're fucking good. Kind of like as a vitamin and... Yeah, well, they. I haven't really looked into what they're all made out of, but uh, it's mostly like egg and milk and shit, I guess. I don't fucking know. Which is congruent with the carnivore lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, it's not a diet. <laughs> well, they say you're not allowed to drink milk on carnivore, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's water, seems... it's water, coffee, meat. That seems dumb. <laughs> it's milk. Eggs are allowed, right? Yeah, eggs and and cheese. Okay. Yeah, so that's really the. It's only basically thing. keto without, you know, vegetables. Without vegetables. Yeah. I mean, I used to love. I mean, I like milk. Don't get me wrong, but I'm okay without it. No, I like almond can't milk. I have I've got the uh, vanilla. Remember the brain fog Unsweet. I was talking about? It's kind of gone away. I've increased a little bit of the fat. I've been uh, just eating a couple pieces of bacon with the steak, even though the steaks I get are plenty fatty. Cook the cook the steak in bacon grease. I could do that. Yeah. Start start saving. I've got a jar of bacon grease, yeah, a mason jar, in my fridge. And every time I make, like, I'm going to make pork chops tomorrow, pork steaks. By the way, that's one thing I want to mention. Pork steaks. Yeah. Pork steaks from Hormel are fucking amazing. Like, I could eat them all day. You could get. I ate um, three of them the other day. You could get. There's like a pack of pork steaks that you get. They have like eight of them in it. It's just literally a pork butt. You that, have that. Do you have those? Shaved that they've cut in. To uh, I have like ch- eight pieces. I mean, I can get whatever done when I, you know, I can tell the processor get whatever I done want. But I usually, I usually I get the chops, which is the loin, mm-hmm. you know, the whole loin, and with with rib and other meat and stuff on it too. And those are beautiful. But um, one that's really good that I I don't normally get because I I can't sell them because um, there's no there's no foodie scene in Fayetteville. But um, if you if you do take the shoulder like the Boston butt and make steaks out of those. Mm-hmm. That might be what you're t- like a shoulder. Stick. I want to get some meat from you. I say yeah. that every time, but every time I'm up that way, I'm like, well, he's probably busy, so I just drive back home. I just bring some of the podcast. I just I don't usually think about it. I just yeah, haven't, I haven't been on my farming game. I ate his pork chops one time. It was yeah, a game changer. Did. It was so <laughs> fucking good. They are good. The meat on it. I mean, the fat on it was like I'm like licking my finger. I remember the the bacon. God the bacon was good too. It was like the fat was nice and brown. Yes, brown's good fat. Yeah, yeah, and. uh yeah, you felt like you ate actual food, mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, I, we were talking about it, you know, a little bit earlier with the milk thing, like how when you, the difference between organic milk and and those are both factory farm. Pro, you know, those are still even the organic milk is not great, All right? But um, you know, I feel that difference. I, I get pretty woo woo about it. Like I get like like I feel like when I eat when I eat the blade steaks when I play the when I pay the hashtag Kroger price for blade steaks from from Kroger. You know, I eat that, and it's it's beef, and it's fatty beef, and it's it's delicious. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but when I eat um, from an animal, like you know, what I mean? if I got a steak from a cow that I knew personally, that I saw, you know, that was a genuinely happy cow that wasn't stressed out, and you know, it was grass fed and all that. Like when I eat 
Like, I feel like I can actually feel the spirit of the animal. Like, I feel the emotions that the animal felt, hmm. almost. Not, not, maybe not the emotions, but that's, I don't think it's woo-woo. I think that there, I think that there could be signs done to show sure, yeah. that um, you are what you eat. You know, if you're eating a happy, healthy animal, a, vi- a vibrant so animal. So fucked. We're eating these anxious pieces of shit. Yes. Yeah. If, if, if you're, if no, you're fat, if you're anxiety. fat, anxious and scared all the time maybe it's because you're eating something that's fat anxious and scared all the time right i mean they're going to start recognizing the fact that you know native americans weren't just being mystical and all that shit they were saying yeah we know you know and all, all ancient societies especially you know know that a, a good animal is a, is a, to eat is a happy healthy animal you know so yeah. when well, i had a, a kind of a neat epiphany like um, you know, it's it's pretty common among like plant based eaters to be to be kind of left be left wing and, and to be very very sympathetic towards the Native Americans and mm-hmm. to, to almost exalt them and to almost make sure. them, to almost make them seem like they're magical and they, that their their culture was so superior to the European culture. It's like okay, uh, I'm fine with you f- having that uh, that position. But if if that is your position, and then and then in the next sentence you're. You're saying I'm on a plant-based diet. Right. Pick one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, are, are Native Americans in tune with nature and have a superior culture to ours, or is a plant-based? Because you can't you can't hold both no, of those positions. You cannot hold both positions and, and not have a tremendous amount of cognitive dissonance. I mean, because the especially <laughs> the plains the plains people especially ate a diet that was virtually all meat. Yeah. it was buffalo. Yeah, so both and, and you could both. eat. <laughs> yeah. Tatanka, Tatanka, both, both. Remember Tatanka. Tatanka Kiamilo! Tatanka Kiamilo! Love that movie. I do too, but it which fall, movie is it? It falls into the trap D- of with okay, yeah. it falls into the trap of betraying the good Native Americans versus the evil Native Americans. Like, no, they were both, you know, people. You know, so they didn't give a fuck. They, they, I think that they might have. Um, they might have had some bullies in their tribe. Oh, well, the yeah. Pawnee. They, they portrayed the Pawnee as being. One thing I noticed is that they portrayed the Pawnee as looking less, less European. You know what I mean? Like they were fun fact about the Pawnee. And, you know, is- fun fact about the Pawnee: they originated pawn shops. <laughs> huh. The more you know. Yeah, because when you're- you can see by the satisfied look on my face, I'm correct. <laughs> uh. You shifted very confidently, Bliss, I believe Blissfully <laughs> correct. <laughs> I will do zero research. Actually, another favorite thing that just popped up is uh, Neil Young's uh, fucking induction into the Hall of Fame with Pearl Jam playing fucking up from 1994 or 5, whenever. I just fucking love I Neil love, Young. Yeah, I love Neil Young. I love he put out a big so uh, Trump. Uh, of course he hates Trump. No, he put out a big Trump fuck you today. Look at Stone Gossard's young ass back there. It looks like his mom drove him to the fucking gig. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> you get a shot of Eddie just back there doing whatever it is Eddie does. Probably drinking wine. It's one of my favorite Neil Young songs. One of my favorite stories about Neil Young is um, he had giant, like, he had like a house and a barn and there were speakers, giant speakers in the house and the barn and he was mixing his new record and he was out on the boat in the middle of his lake <laughs> and they're like, how's that sound, Neil? 
They'd be like, more barn! <laughs> it was in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love I've still got that book of your Shaky. Shaky, it's yeah. great. It's an unauthorized biography. He really shits on Pearl Jam in that book. Neil That's doesn't. The guy that's writing the book doesn't rip. like Pearl Jam. Why? Because they ripped off Neil Young, I guess. I don't know. It was fun when Tom Petty did it. But Tom Petty ripped off Neil Young? It's it's the... Uh, it's the it's the this beat the uh, the uh, you see if you can hear it on the thing. It's like the boom boom yeah boom boom like that that sort of swinging beat that uh, Neil Young used in a lot of his songs. Like they didn't like it when Pearl Jam did it, but Tom Petty did it for uh, uh, you don't know how it feels, and everybody was fine with that. At least that guy was. He said it felt more like a tribute than ripping it on. Like, let I me mean, shut up. Uh, well, Pearl Jam rips off everybody. Shut up, Pearl Christ. Jam. Why would you ever He's shit? He's clearly off? fine with it's it. Like, like they do shit yeah, together all the time. They call him Uncle Neil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that, like, like everything. You know, it's postmodernism. It's like, uh, I mean, one four five. How many fucking people have used one four one four five? You know, I still do it. Yeah, I mean, like the blues. The entire genre of blues is. Unoriginal chord changes it's with unoriginal beats. Yeah, yes. It's basically one song. Yes. I was watching Blues Brothers and I was like, that song sounds familiar. And why shouldn't it? They're all the fucking same. But yeah. you know what? Still love it. Still yeah. love it. I mean, it's, still, it's still fun music, but yeah. it's, but it's, it's, they're all, you know, that no one's writing a new chord change in blues. Very few people are writing new chord changes in blues. Yeah. It's all a variation of the one, the four, the five. Yeah. Let, let alone a different drum beat or whatever. You yeah. Know. But yeah, the the guy that wrote that book, not a big fan of the Pearl Jam. Hmm. I don't know if I could read it then because yeah, that's fine. I'd it's get, good. I'd get pissed off. Well, you you learn a lot about Neil Young. Had uh, hmm. I don't I forget what it was. Some sort of degenerative disease growing up. I think he had polio. Yeah. So how did he get past it? I don't fucking know. He's huh? fucking Neil Young. How's he do anything? I mean, <laughs> getting polio now is not really that big of a deal. Like, we can treat it a lot yeah. more easily now. But in the 40s, it might have been a little bit of a, bit of a bigger deal. But still, he's Neil Young. Can't keep Neil Young down. He's never going to die. You hear me, God? <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned Neil Young on this show. and Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sitting to my stomach now. Fucking, we had Kobe. Then we had Fed Smoker. If you take Neil Young from me, even though I don't listen to his new music, I still love him like a dad. Yeah, you just like to know that he's He's fucking there. Neil. Have you ever seen David Carr redo his Neil Young impression? Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> Dang dong lying in a ditch. Cigarette smoker has an itch. Mickey Mouse. He's singing the Mickey Mouse song. I'm going to try to find that actually. <laughs> I might have it on the SNL app. Okay, boom. There's that. That is pretty much it. That's a Neil Young riff. Dana Carvey is so crazy fucking talented. This is every Neil Young song you've ever heard. <laughs> Dead dog lying in the ditch. Cigarette smoker has an itch. <laughs> Secret wars with ancient vices. Lucky has the lowest prices. <laughs> He's not wrong. I'm getting higher. Yep. I'm getting higher. You can hear the drummer doing the. In the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Anybody got anything else they want to talk about? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, uh, Trump's uh, rash of uh, <laughs> rash of pardons to soften the blow for when he releases that piece of shit, Roger Stone. Um, he he pardoned. I mean, he he's just throwing it in people's face now how corrupt and piece of shit he is. I mean, he's he's doing it on purpose. Rob Rod Blagojevich, hey, there's nothing could, wrong could not could not be more of a scumbag. You he's know, a, he's a and then and him and then um, man Scooter Libby with a great jaw. And, God, I mean, he's just. I I hope to have a jaw like Rob Blagojevich someday. Well, we can all hope, but um, it's a great jaw. He's just goodness gracious, great jaws of fun. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> no, he's just—I've he, got so many titles written down. He, <laughs> he's such a sack of shit, and he's just not even—he's the greatest person we've ever uh, had in the office. He's most entertaining, but definitely I most mean, entertaining. Entertaining like a radioactive train went off the rails and went into a fucking convent full of orphans. I mean, that's that's the fucking yeah. Those that's orphans should have parents that lived. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going after orphans now <laughs> He's just I'm an anti-orphan We're very husband. anti-orphan here Fuck Bruce Wayne You know but I, I just I don't, I don't know man Who names their kid Bruce anyway Bruce Valanche Brucey Pooh <laughs> Bruce Valanche <laughs> I write patter Remember that from Mr. Oh. Show Did the bad man kill your parents Oh <laughs> Use it as motivation, and indeed he did. Yeah, you can't find a more both encouraging and disturbing use of the of the bully phenomenon than made a super fucking hero out yeah. of it for fuck's sake. Uh, anybody, anything else? Any, any parting words? Anybody got anything they want to say? Uh, I'd like to say that uh, all the people listening, you are idiots, and we deserve your money. So go to tpublic.com slash user slash radio and buy the shirts. Buy multiple shirts. If you're losing weight, buy one for the size you are now and buy one for a size down because old dad's been experiencing that. So drop 60 bucks on one of our fucking shirts. Make sure you get this extra soft ones. Make sure because they're super dope. It's like I'm not even wearing a shirt. You can actually see my nipples through the mm. shirt. Lena, look at my nipples. Look at them. They look Gaze great. upon my nipples. I don't not look at your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at your nipples. <laughs> always look at your nipples. I think there's a sale right now. Yeah, 35% off. Yeah, get after it. Buy one of each. Buy one for your dog. Buy stickers. Buy phone cases for fuck's sake. Buy yourself a you Chucky Tater Sacks mug. They've got hoodies. Hoodies. Ball the caps. hoodies are expensive, but I bet they're nice and comfy, though. Baseball shirts. Yeah, they got the baseball shirts with the different colors. You could wear them to your... Beer league softball thing that you probably do because you're a loser. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't partake in such things because we're higher beings. We are. I would we're, totally. We're, I would totally play in a beer league. Have softball. you know how big, how big a cunts we've it become would be lately? So much fun. It's, it would be so fucking great. A keg on each base. Are you shitting me? Maybe Artie Lang will show up. We'll have a good time. <laughs> be awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends. No, John's got a song. Oh, okay. Should we do two songs? At the same time? time. Oh, my God. We'd open up a portal to space and time. It would just sound like crap. It would sound terrible. We would go to our home. (laughs) (laughs) You get the song for the next one, Chuck, okay? Okay.
Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Arcade Fire. Ready to start. This song gets you pumped up. This would be a good walkout song. Yeah. Yeah.